Circle K is America's thirst stop. And yours. Stay cool this summer with ice-cold favorites like Froster, Polar Pop Cup, iced coffee, and more. When life's go, 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 make us your first stop. Circle K, America's thirst stop. Outdoor show. Captain Kevin Favors sitting in with Lagerman, Captain Kirk, Chris Wayne's bringing it to you. And Top boy, of the morning oh, to you. What, what, what a week. What a week. It's what, been, been, what a, been, uh, been a what very a good week. week man. It has been a great week. Damn, it's good to be me. The weather. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, I got that video from you early in the week, and I was like, and then all of a sudden I knew you were coming back to fish. I'm like, you know what? I want to be Kevin Favor just just for a couple <laughs> the, the, days hey, right when, now. When when you and we talk about this, people ask us all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay, what is the best month? When you get a oh, week like this, April's it's, it's the April. best, man. It's well, the, the weather's best. so pretty. Yeah, it's like being yeah, in air conditioning. Yeah, but it's not so much just the weather. It's, it's not. It's, it's 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 the hunting. Yep, and it's the fishing. Yep, and it's the weather. And it's the foliage, it's the spring bloom. It's it's all. It's, it's everything. All. Yeah. You know, the pollen's gone. You know, I mean, there's two special times a year in my book. Okay. And it's and it's right about the first part of April, typically. Yep. yep. And then uh I would have to say too that, you know, when you get into November, well, when there's, when there's, those leaves start to change no and doubt. you get that crispness in the air. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And and you know what? Here's the it. deal because we hunt so much. Then the fishing in November is, is fantastic. It's phenomenal. Yeah, it's yeah. good. It's, it's, it's hard mean, to fi- figure out which to do. Right. It really yeah, is right. sometimes. Right, right, right. You know? I it's mean, not, not hard for me. Damn, I mean, what a week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, the. Yeah. the Here's the thing. Here's the, my, my, my whole philosophy. Yeah. Is that it's never hard to make a decision. You just got to make gotta, something. Well, you, you, you do have to make a decision, but, yeah. but right. I don't think it's a very difficult one because, look, the hunting season is very limited. Mm-hmm. So when you have a choice do i go to the woods or do i go to the water for me the woods always takes precedence well the the thing is if you have a place within an hour yes. yeah yeah you could yeah. go You're hunt and get, in, and, and get in the boat now if, if go hunting, fishing. well it's like i told the guys this week they said you're you're taking two days off and i yeah. said look What's the point of having the lease? Exactly. If I don't use it, exactly. I, I said I totally I, agree I, with that. If there was no you know? hunting hunting season. Okay, and, and hunting was open year round. Then I would say, yeah, that's a tough decision. Right. But you have you have seasons. Mm-hmm. You know, so absolutely. And when you got those windows, you got to take advantage and, of and, it. And you have peak of the seasons. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I mean the 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 turkeys. This, I mean, you know, we went from being very quiet in the woods to to I mean, just going off. WAO, you know? huh? Yeah, They're talking and, and, this week and, now. Yep, yeah. and then and then the fishing. You know, two weeks ago, Kirk, you and I were saying it was just. Terrible. As bad as we've ever Terrible. seen it, and then this, this, and I'm telling you, I had no problem, which I always have a problem. I had no problem on Tuesday packing up and going home, yeah, because I because the forecast for Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday was gorgeous. I mean, I was like, dude, I get the to get out of this river, 
you know, go and, in the ocean. And, and, and go in the ocean and mm-hmm. find some, and, and look, I didn't, I didn't have a clue. Nobody's been out there. You know what I mean? So you're going blind, but I'm figuring, look, I'll, I'll figure it out. You know? I mean, uh, my my week started with our weekend last week and going to see the girls play their How about conference, that? Yeah. conference game and win. Big win over Memphis there their for USF. Their straight conference championship was just, just incredible. It was That's a awesome. battle. You know? Congratulations and, to them. Yeah, and then they get to go to the uh, to the semi-pros. So, I mean. The semifinals. Semifinals, semifinals excuse me. Yeah. yeah. Semi-pro. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then uh, also, uh, big news, the Skiff Challenge. Uh-huh. It's in the home stretch. It's. I mean, these guys. I don't know if you have you followed it at all. I followed some of it. I have been so busy. I, I, no, I just I, can't believe it. I followed it. Kurt, I just you followed it. I just can't. Chris, I, did you follow it? I was like, you got to be kidding. Yay, nay. Of course, I didn't. <laughs> I mean, they got to be having a chiropractor waiting at the dock. I, it's it's amazing. First of all, uh, just to let people know, you can actually go to captainsforcleanwater.org right now to follow them because there's a tracker on their website, and they are literally coming up the Intercoastal. They're at, uh, at Amelia City, which is uh, they've just passed American Beach. The finish line, when I say they, I mean the leader, which is Captain Chris and Hell's Bay. They're crushing the field. They're crushing the field. Crushing the field. And so they don't have very far to go. Pretty soon they're going to be going right up underneath of, uh, what is that, 200 that goes from Yulee all the way into Fernandina? Yeah. Okay, which is the main road going okay. into Fernandina Beach, uh-huh. they're going to be crossing that at any minute because you know they're they're stretching it out right through there. They got a little no wake zone right up underneath that bridge, and then the uh, finish line is at Fernandina Beach. And by the way, we have a reporter on site. <laughs> on site, a reporter. <laughs> we do with his own. <laughs> 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 his father a chiropractor? <laughs> <He's> kind of, yeah, <laughs> we do have a reporter on site, and that's Mr. Dave Edwards, uh-huh. who uh, is uh, going to be coming to us live. From uh, Fernandina Beach to uh, tell us exactly how things are going and everything else. And, are, we, uh, are we hooking up via satellite for that? Or? We, I think so. Okay, I right. think I think so. This, I think we this, will is be this a live hooked feed? up via yeah. satellite. <laughs> well, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and watch that so y'all produce the show yourselves. Okay, mm. I'll be All right, right. cool, so, But uh, it's cool, man. That race is cool. The uh, some of the video that's been coming in. First of all, Hell's Bay does a great job with their video. Yellowfin, not so much. And by the way, people are probably saying, Where, what, what's everybody else doing? The next closest boat, if you look on the tracker, they're all the way down around Daytona Beach. Good gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, this is not even close this year. Wow. Oh, no, they, Dude, they, that's, they must have had either they stayed up late or they No, had they had some issues, I think. Because Key West is actually um, – now behind Yellowfin for a minute there, or wait a minute, let me let me let me let me, let me get this correct because that's the cruise. I mean, they were behind the eight ball 12, 12 20 hours ago. Am I wrong? Everybody, uh, let's see. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, the uh, uh, Titusville is where Key West is at. They're north of Titusville, Uh-oh. and Yellowfin is south of Titusville. Wow, hold. <laughs> there, I mean, that, that's you. that's excuse me, that's hours behind. Yeah, they're way behind. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, way behind. Half a day, and then yeah. uh, so you know what I'm thinking for next year. What I'm thinking that we should have an outdoor show boat. Oh, and give them a run for their money. No, you got to be a manufacturer because this. Well, look, but, but here's we what can we got to find do. a manufacturer. That's easy. Here's what we got to do. We need to find. A driver? Because I'm not a doing driver. it. <laughs> I'm not doing it. See, that's... Yeah. You just take that off the table yeah, for I, me. I, I, know, I know who would do it. 
Pathfinder Hughes Maverick, we can get with Leon. them, Kirk, right? I mean, they would. <laughs> Leon. Yeah. Leon. Uh, we'll get, we'll, hey, maybe uh, we'll, we can find a jet ski. We'll, we will get Leon and Buford. They Your brother? Would, yeah. Oh, they would totally Buford do Buford ain't going to do that. Are you he, kidding dude, me? He would really? be all over he, Really? He, he That's would, right up his alley. That is right. He would be like, you're going to, you want me to do what? He'd be like, he'd be like, hell, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give hey, me the hey, map. Yeah. Maybe, maybe and he'd drive get... it until it broke. <laughs> I think, I think Keith would think about Lester. it and go, I don't, I don't know about that. We oh. get Lester to do it in a John boat. Oh, God, no. Well, yeah. God, God, Lester, no. Lester by, by the time you got through 48 hours of no sleep, the last thing you want to do is have Lester in your ear. Yeah. <laughs> I guess somebody. How you doing? How, How you doing? doing? Not so good, Lester. <laughs> But that's a that was I've I've had so much fun watching that this week and I didn't follow it like all day. I mean I checked yeah. in every yeah. every you know throughout the day maybe once or twice and and it's been fun to watch. It's been fun to to watch the videos on Facebook and you can follow the Skiff Challenge on Facebook and see some of the videos. And I I I don't know how those guys do it. I don't. Yeah, either. I mean, really don't. But the cool thing was is that now that we we've seen some of the videos, they actually have had. A game plan, and some of it worked, some of it didn't. Well, and the fortunate thing for them, the weather was perfect. Well, it didn't start out perfect. No, did it? it didn't. Did I you was see thinking, it on Thursday? Oh, I was like, they're getting the crap beat out of them. These guys launch on Thursday, which is uh, 11 a.m. our time, 10 a.m. at the uh, Florabama Bar, or whatever mm-hmm. it is where they're launching at. <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a front just sitting there from the state line oh. all the way to the Big Bend. They had to start out in that, Ugh. and they got their butts handed to them. Now. I mean, I looked at it, I just shook my head, and I was like, no way. And they, they no did a, a video, and Hell's Bay was doing videos, and Kevin, it was wham, 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 Ugh. wham, no, thank wham, you. Yeah. So uh-huh. for hours, yeah. for hours. And it was interesting, too, because you have to have a game plan because you have a 22-gallon tank. Yellowfin, I think, made a big, very big mistake. They ended up going with like a 60-horsepower motor when the max is 70. Oh. And their, I think their objective was to maybe shorten some of the stops out and get better fuel economy. But look, the way you drive a boat is more important to fuel economy than the actual horsepower. Right, right. And so, I mean, you just got to make sure you take care of it. I mean, yeah, look, and I, and if it's a boat race, give me the bigger motor. Yeah, well, yeah. Th- well, not only that, but we've talked about this. And, and look, they've probably – these are boat manufacturers, okay? They, they know more about boats than I do. Way more than me, too. But, but you know, I, give me the bigger I, know, motor. I know that I get better fuel mileage on my 300 than if I had a 250. Simply for the fact that I'm running way less RPMs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're bringing than, it up and pulling it back. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. exactly. I mean, you know, because I, once I get up there on the plane, I can look at it. I'm, let's just say that I'm getting 1. 1.8, mm-hmm. 1.9. I get it trimmed up. This, I get 3.1. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and, and I'm backing off to 3,200 yep. RPMs. Right. Exactly. You know, there's your economy. That, that's that's my point. That's, yep. I mean, you know, and, and I'm kind of surprised I know that, that they, they I know chose, that for a fact. And yeah. I chose, I'm surprised that they did that because exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Right. The, because, and especially with, and you, know, you like, like weight. What's the difference in weight between a 60 and 70? Most, a lot of times when you get into that. It's probably not. Well, some of them are the same. Yeah. yeah. Some are just a matter of carburation. Yeah, you're right. Minimal difference. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, so I would think so too. Kind of surprised. But anyway, it's, uh, it is, uh, it's not over. Okay, Hell's Bay still has to finish. Yeah. Something could happen. Yeah. But C-Pro didn't even make it around Key West. 
Really? No, shoot, no, dude. I they're, didn't see they're, that. They're still stuck around Naples. Oh, they're Getting done. ready to put it on the trailer. They're yeah, done. Yeah, they're, they're going. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. go over to thought, the bar you know, over here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought that they had five boats in the race. Somebody must have backed out. Yeah. We'll have to ask our reporter. Yeah, we'll have to ask the reporter. Yeah. Yeah. When he calls in. <laughs> but, it's, but it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun to watch it. That's, and, uh, that's still crazy. It's raising great awareness. And, uh, yeah. It, it's uh check out the videos folks and we provided a link yesterday on our facebook page to where you could uh, go to the skiff challenge and then captains for clean water and uh, again uh, the trackers up they have now passed underneath of uh, uh, state road 200 the road that goes into fernandina beach so they are nearly there and I, I was asking dave and this is a great question for you guys if you guys did drive the boat Okay, after you hit the finish line, uh-huh. okay, and yes, I'm drinking. You talk. Okay. <laughs> you talk. Oh, is that, that not the question? You no. talk to the camera for yeah, a second. Right, yeah, you know, yeah. you, you know, to raise the awareness for captains for clean water yeah. and all that. And that's done. Uh huh. Besides sleep, going right to the masseuse. What else? Chiropractor. Okay. Hey, I'm fixing cool. a drink. <laughs> and then I'm going to have about 1,000 milligrams of ibuprofen right. with a yeah. beer. Give me a shot of Toradol. Exactly. <laughs> Which is a big old anti-inflammatory. Let, let, me, let, me, let me ask you guys something. And, and, yeah, and, right. That's and your, right. your, your thoughts. Um, if you were a boat manufacturer, mm-hmm. okay, would you put a boat in it? Mm. And because of a marketing ploy? I mean, does this – I, well, I'm – what I'm asking is like C pros just struggling. Oh yeah. Okay, you know what I mean. I mean, is that is that because of the crew or is it because of the boat? Could is, be anything. Is it, is it bad marketing? I think it, it's one of those things. It's it's commitment because you got to re- really be committed. I'm going to win, or I'm all in, or not at all. Because I, no, I agree. It's that tough. Uh, no, it, yeah. You, I mean, yeah. you and I have been running boats forever. But, okay, but, but is it is it a coincidence that Hell's Bay wins a lot? And the owners running the boat. And the owners running, running the boat. The boat. Yeah. Is it is it the boat or is it the the, the owner and his son? I mean, because I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> I mean, there's some pretty nice boats out there. You got to have a screw loose to do this race. I, I agree. Yeah. Okay, and well, I, you're going to have a few screw loose. I, I can tell in. you right <laughs> now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Phyllis. Yeah. Chris has a little bit of a screw loose. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. From watching some of the videos this I, week, I would be too conservative. He's to, to, he is not conservative. Yeah. And here's the other thing, uh, Yellowfin. Uh, they had a stretch where they cut across the bay, and I don't know exactly where. They cut across the bay, which they this was part of their game plan by going with a smaller motor, to where they were cutting across. It was something up with the golf or something. Cutting across. The guy said, he goes, I thought we were goners three times. No, like, seriously, he yeah. said, I thought we were going to die three times. Because it was so rough? Wow. He said they, right. they almost wrecked the boat. Yeah. And, like, bad to where they would not make it. Or right. there would be a question whether they would make it. Right. Um, yeah, 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 I mean, you got to have a screw loose. You do, you got to screw loose. But I tell you, you know, from a marketing perspective, yeah. um, you know, having done a little bit of that over the years, um, I, I honestly They've don't landed, think- by the way. I just got wow. a picture from our reporter, Chris. Oh, dear. Team Hell's Bay has finished and won, and they're holding the American flag in Fernandina Beach right now. How about that? Wow. See, now that's good marketing. Yeah. But- it, you know, even as long as the boat holds up, and you know the boat is going to hold up, 
it's still decent marketing. Okay. Yeah. I agree. And, yeah, and you've got the and you've also got the charity angle, which is also good marketing. So yes, I'd but, do it if I could find crazy people to exactly. Run the boat. But right. see, you got to have somebody driving a boat. That's yep. a big part of the organization. So because yep. they got to have the buy in, uh, yeah, well, to put up with what they're doing or pay them. Would it? Would it? <laughs> yeah. Would a twenty one two year old Captain Kirk Waltz do this race? Probably. Oh yes, he would. <laughs> oh yeah, Aaron Kevin and I. At twenty two, oh, oh, at twenty two, oh. we probably both have done it together. Oh yeah, You're damn right. Second, I'd, oh, be, I'd, I'd been right there. Oh no, oh. you'd ask Kirk and he'd have said, "Look, as long I'd as done, I can I'd, have I'd my have van at the finish, rounds. man." I'd have gone forty eight hours to see which way was the fastest way to get there, <laughs> first, and then turned around and gone and did it again. <laughs> hey, first question out of our no- yeah. mouths would have yeah. been, uh, "Do we get to keep the boat at the end?" Yeah, yeah. Uh, All right, let's take a break. Congratulations to Hell's Bay, Captain Chris and his son. And uh, you can tell that the screw doesn't fall far from the tree. Yeah, no (laughs) doubt. Unreal. Because you got to have a screw loose if you're going to do that, Ray. So so pretty cool stuff. And we'll hear from uh, Dave Edwards here shortly. And uh, and also a little disappointed. And and there could have been a little bit more of a – Big deal made out of the finish line here. Oh, okay. By by Fernandina yeah. mm-hmm. and some folks up that way. I, I just think I mean look, I, I understand that it's it's a it's a cause and, and you can't support every cause if if you're officials and stuff, but this is a pretty cool little thing that yeah. they've got going on. And I hope that I in mean the if future, Governor DeSantis is seeing them off. You know, I, then yeah. you would think that Yeah, so so <laughs> the if, if the governor's seeing them off. Deal, yeah. Well, I mean, we we can't get maybe the mayor of Fernandina Beach down there for the <laughs> for the finish. Yeah, yeah. you know, maybe yeah. have a little Look. celebration to go along with it. Yeah, yeah, have uh, a yeah. news crew down there. Yeah, something we got. Yeah. Well, we got a news crew. Oh, there's we, a news yeah, crew. There. Yeah, we, we, we have a crew down there. Okay, yeah. we got our news crew. Down. Well, our I'm telling you, but I'm I'm talking about the, you know. What, what's bigger than the outdoor show? That's true. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> exactly. 904-641-1010, and you're listening to the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show, and uh, we're going to jump to the phone lines here in just a minute. But first, let's do a weather forecast brought to you by the Bearded Pig. And, yes, the beach location is open. Outstanding, folks. Buy and get you some of that best barbecue in Jacksonville. Now two locations, one on Kings Avenue, one right there at the beach. Oh, and uh, Son, I started it to is say so son. Good. Son. It is so good there. You just uh, said, you know, you just saying bearded pig, and I just uh, my mind wandered to brisket. I know. Like, oh. I mean, is, is brisket uh, not the best? I mean, that's kind of the measuring stick uh, for great barbecue, in I my agree. opinion. I agree. Yeah. Because a lot of people do pulled pork. A lot of people can do chicken. And, and, you know, seriously. But but uh, brisket uh, and beef uh, ribs. I, I know people get tired of us talking about this, but since you have talked about doing a brisket for mm-hmm. so long, you know, and and I, I eat, look, I eat people's food right i don't cook right, right? right. but i have Amen, paid brother. attention to people's brisket mm-hmm. yeah you know what i mean and, oh, yeah. and it's so different i mean oh, it's, yeah. it's one way or the other you know what i'm saying i mean it's you know you get one that's kind of dry and another one that's oh, kind of yeah. you know sweet and juicy and mm-hmm. i mean there's a million ways to cook it oh yeah yeah it's a it's an art yeah it, it is really art. is go by the bearded pig and try their brisket trust me 
They're <laughs> artists. <laughs> they are artists. Yeah, All right. it, 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 is, it is outstanding. Today, south winds 10 to 15 knots, increasing to around 20 knots in the afternoon. Seas 4-6 with a period of five seconds tomorrow. Southwest winds 10 to 15 knots, 3 oh, to 4 okay. feet, with a period of seven seconds. Monday, northwest winds 5 to 10, becoming northeast in the afternoon. Seas 2 to 3. Tuesday, southwest winds 5 to 10, becoming south in the afternoon. Seas 1 to 2. There he goes again. Wednesday, south winds, 5 to 10, not seas, 1 to 2. <laughs> Love it. I, it's a, it's an amazing forecast. Ah, I mean, so it, it really is. Uh, the, it's, you know, we just don't, we don't get April weather like this, guys. We don't get a stretch no. this this long. I mean, but, I mean, Wednesday Wednesday and Thursday, Jeff, I could, Jeff uh, Kirk and I could have gone to the ledge. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No I, doubt. I, I mean, no doubt. a lake. Yeah, it was a lake. Absolute lake. I mean, I ran from the middle grounds on Tuesday. Going forty knots just to see. Yeah, and middle grounds are where from people. Probably that don't fifteen know. miles dead east of the inlet. Yeah, east of Mayport. Yep. Okay. I mean, it's just gorgeous out there. Yeah. And why do they call but, it the but middle you, ground? You, you, do we know? I don't know. Yeah. Is it because it's about halfway? Yeah, I guess it's kind of it's it's the middle. Of, it's, go? it's 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 the halfway screen? to thirty miles. <laughs> there you go. Pure genius. There you go. Um, but you and know, here, here, here here's the deal though. All week. And my, my wife was like, really? All week? Jeans and a jacket. Fishing offshore. Yeah. Oh, cold, yeah. Cold, man. Oh, water's yeah. Cold. Water's cold. Water's chilly, right? Cold. What's water temp? 60s? 63, oh, 64. Yeah, it's cold. I had guys get in the boat this week with flip-flops and shorts on, yep. and they froze uh, their yeah. butts yeah, off. Yeah, absolutely. And they were like, oh, I said, man. They're, they're looking at the, you know, they, they get up in the morning and stand outside, and they're like, oh, man, it's going to be, you know, oh, yeah, today, it's going to be know? beautiful. Yeah, on land. Let me tell you. And God forgive you, know? you if their yeah, clouds come out. Oh, yesterday? Mm, just adds to it, man. Yeah, yesterday. Yesterday evening, now, yesterday evening, the clouds rolled in, and then all of a sudden that breeze picked up coming off of the ocean a little bit. Yeah, burr. Chilly. Chilly. But you know what? I'm digging it. Me too. I love it. It's like fishing in air conditioning. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's there's no question. I mean, I'm digging it. Yeah. I, I did a double yesterday, and I came in in the afternoon about 4.30, and I was filthy. I mean, I was. I looked at myself, but I was like, you know what? I was glad I had these, these pants on. That's a good day, right? Yeah. Oh. You're filthy. Oh, yeah. Filthy from, with fish. All right, uh, let's do a Tides update brought to you by Angie Subs. Uh, oh, I was yeah. so excited. My daughter had a softball game at Wingate Park yesterday. Okay. Jack's Beach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wingate yeah. Park is like a stone's throw yes, from is. Angie's. Mm-hmm. And she had one last night, and she had one scheduled for today. And when we saw it on the schedule, we were like, Angie's for dinner, <laughs> Angie's for lunch. Yeah. Back-to-back yeah. days. <laughs> Today's game got canceled. Yeah. Uh, but, yes, we hit it last night. Okay. And, uh, and one of the uh, uh, parents that helps out, kind of semi-coach, Went there with his family, and that's the first time they've ever been there. And you should have seen their faces. Uh-huh. They didn't even get the French fries. Oh, no. No. And they were like, oh, my God, this is so good. And it was. And I brought you guys a little something. Uh, I How about something, that? something today. Mm-hmm. How about that? Okay. It's very generous of you, brought sir. brought you guys. We, we got in two longboard chicken salads. Oh. Okay, on the onion roll. Kirk, I know you love oh, the onion roll. Oh, mm-hmm. Got uh, each awesome. one of us a little thing of Peruvian sauce to nice. pour on top of that yeah. chicken salad. Might have to tap that in the old yeah. uh, toaster oven up there. And, and then, I'm, I'm just telling you guys, when, when you have some of this and, dessert And we right have here, dessert. You, oh, you're gonna, you're, what is that? 
It's it's lemon zucchini bread. Oh, with what? with with lemon frost. Oh, you got me on the lemon, uh, dude. I love lemon cake. It's do you? Oh man, I love zucchini okay. bread. So listen, Wait so one of y'all this. have All a right. lot of dessert so that I can have I, your. I Angie love it sub. when 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 I when I walk in to the kitchen and I'm like, oh, what are you mm-hmm. cooking? And she's like, I've been wanting to do this recipe for many years, and I, so I just started doing it. I'm like, oh. Thank you, Lord. All right, so the tides to kind of yeah. finish that up. Uh, brought Sorry. to you by Angie Subs. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't been there, folks, up you have got your nosh on here. We, we, we start stomach grumbling. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and oh remember, if your kid has an athletic event at Wingate Park, be excited. <laughs> Angie Subs is right around the corner. Yeah, you got some opportunities. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so in about an hour at Mayport, the high tide is a four point six eight. And then at 2.22 p.m. this afternoon is a negative point zero three at Mayport. And that's your tides brought to you each and every week by Angie Subs. And that's the Mayport uh, Bar Pilot Dock. Hey, Kirk, would you like to dispute that at all since we're uh, – He doesn't want to. He doesn't <laughs> want to dispute me because I, I am right on NOAA.gov site. Like, have- let's go to the phone lines and talk to Mike. His son is a bass fisherman in college – uh, tournament guy uh, yeah. on, on a college team. Let's find out what uh, what the latest is with him. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, guys. How y'all doing? Good, Good. morning, Mike. Uh, I I got to stop one real quick. Uh, I just passed a gobbler that probably had a ten inch beard standing inside the road. Nice. I'm about I'm looking about for love. <laughs> ZZ top baby, looking <laughs> for some leg. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, Jake is, uh, you know, he was out in Texas fishing for two years. Mm-hmm. He got tired of Texas. He came back home and now he's fishing for UNF. Oh, cool. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, his first tournament for UNF was on the Harris chain and, uh, it was, uh, about, I don't know, five, six weeks ago. And, uh, he won the tournament. Good for him. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Nice. And, and he's uh, qualified for the national championship tournament now. Wow. So uh, uh, they they won, uh, I think it was like $2,000 for the school and uh, for the team. Nice. And uh, he, he's doing well. So this is his second national championship tournament he's fished in. And the first one he fished in his freshman year out of Texas and on the Potomac. Uh and the second one, he qualified for it, but he couldn't go because he's in between schools. So mm-hmm. now, now he's turned and qualified for this one. So they they uh, actually set a new college record for a single bag of fish. That's awesome. Now, do uh, they? Wow. The, yeah. Do they? This is really makes sound like a Wait, stupid a single question. bag of fish record. What was it? Thirty-one eleven. Oh, smoke. yeah, God. yeah. That's. Do they have a coach? Uh yeah. Um, Does he get paid for that, or is that? Just... Yeah, I, I'm. I'm just. I'm, I'm looking for a part time job. <laughs> here, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm looking for a job with benefits. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I'm asking. You know, of a 401k. I, 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 I think, have uh, 26 yeah. years Man, of experience with the outdoor I, I show. Say my resume would be awesome. <laughs> Do yeah. we get on the meal plan? <laughs> with I, the rest I of the exactly. university food. <laughs> actually, the coach is a teacher, a uh, uh, professor out at UNF. And he's a volunteer coach. Okay. Sorry to br- sorry to bust your bubble okay. there, man. Darn. But, but there are coaches in college that do get paid. So, um, I mean, I wonder what anyway, they do. What does the coach what do? They do? Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think they the coaches, just set everything man. up. I, I mean, just, can look, you hear it now? If you see this lily pad right here, you flip it That's like right. this. You got you know, and you get the little right underneath you got the d- you, equipment. Yeah. There's equipment to take care of. There's uh, uh, schedules to take care of. Well, right well, tomorrow, yeah, exactly. we're dissecting the tackle box. <laughs> bring everybody, bring your tackle box to class. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, uh, I can tell you this. What you, can ab- you can absolutely legitimize paying a coach as a as if you have a bass fishing team. Look, I mean, if you're paying other sports coaches, right? I mean, oh, I, right. I'm with you. Bass fishing may require more coaching than some of the athletics, like can, like the yeah, really, well, yeah, uh, technique. Mike, re- re- remind me again what what do they do for boats? Well, they in uh, at where is it in Texas? They supplied the boats for them. Um, they, they had all skeeters yep. and, uh, here at UNF, you have to have your own boat. I got oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or, or they get, uh, the St. John's bass anglers. I think they, um, boat captain for them some. Okay. But, uh, Jake's got his own boat. He's got a skeeter. Uh, in fact, he just, uh, went on pro staff for Toho Marine. So, uh, he's, uh, doing that and he's, actually modeling for huck oh modeling so, for hucks oh, yeah yeah so he's well, got a lot well, of fire so did he get his fire. good looks from his mama <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah i guess so <laughs> 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 he got his good looks from his mama is uh upper body strength for me i guess so. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool mike we got to take good, a break thanks for, for the good update. for him tell him yeah. we said congrats right, absolutely and, and uh, keep us updated so again. yeah and i still want that right. coaching job. all right buddy thank you have a great one it's awesome. That's yeah. see. That's like living a dream. And you say you're living a dream. No, oh, I would you. His kids listen, started out like. Would living you a dream. have changed everything in college if you knew there was a bass fishing? Team? I would have been oh. a two sport athlete. Absolutely, yeah. you would have. Seriously, yep. I, I would have been the reason that I didn't. I would have totally the been a two, that two I sport quit athlete. College is because I I, I would have redefined Bo Jackson and Deion Sanders. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. When is that tour de France <laughs> thing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, our class, focus now. Are you going to look at the pontoon boat full of bikinis? Or are you looking at the lily pads? Pick. Which one's the right answer? Uh, yeah. I would have been, dude. I would have been a total oh, two-sport athlete. If there was anything like that, yes. Yeah. I would have been all over it. I would have oh, been yeah. playing football in the me? fall and fishing in the spring. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. And you know what's the coach going to say? Am I going to hurt myself fishing? Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, I yeah mean, there's no worry yeah, there. Exactly. And you could still even do spring football problems. Sure you could. You just got to miss every now and again for, for tournaments. Yeah. By the way, I caught some bass this week. We'll get to that story okay, later. Wait, wait, wait. All right, uh, let's take a break. We come back. We will talk to Gary uh, and you, 904-641-1010. And, uh, folks, uh, we are going to be at Tire Outlet coming yeah. up on the 24th. Fourth. Yeah, 24th. yeah so, so we've got uh, – I can't wait because I'm getting new tires. Tires on my truck. Yep, yep. So you can go in. It says, here it is. Come to Tire Outlet's Grand Opening. I am. You know, I'm getting blah, two blah, blah. April 22nd through April 24th from 8 to 5. Go in there and put a raffle ticket in. Mm. Put it in. All right? Because you're going to have a chance to win a 4x4 ATV. Mm. Um, you can get 10% off of service. Uh, look, there's all kinds of stuff going on at Tire Outlet, and we will be there live in Yuli on April 24th. And I was trying to... Because it was funny, I, I I saw the the address, and I was like, man, that that doesn't look right. Uh, What's the address? But, but here, I, I I got it, I got it. It's it's forty six thirty three seventy one State Road two hundred West. Oof. 
You leave Florida. Are you, you sure that's you not that latitude logic? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, but, well, it's a lot of numbers. It's a lot of numbers. But but when Jen first sent it to me, yeah. right, she spelled out the numbers. Oh, okay, oh, like, all right. So, like so when you yeah, yeah, yeah. so whenever you see four six three three seven one two zero zero west, you're like, what is what is all of this? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> so is that I a said, zip code? Yeah, exactly. I said, would you just please send it to me in numerical like like numbers? And she no, said, I didn't need your phone number. I need right, the address. That's what I thought it was at first. I thought it was a phone number. I was like, what is all that? So, anyway. right, we'll be there yeah, we uh, April 24th. Can't wait. Get my new tires while we're there as yep. well. And uh, folks, uh, make sure you go buy their opt-in raffle ticket because you can win all sorts of good prizes. And uh, and you can join us here on the show, 904-641-1010, right here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. That's kind of that, that. First of all, that uh, that's a great song. That's a great, great song. song. I love yeah, that song. Great song. Chris Isaac. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just uh, yep. one of my all-time favorite songs. If yep. I had to put together a list of I top to- one hundred totally songs, yep. it's in it's there. It's in there. Yep. Nice, nice job, yep. Chris. Well, thank you. Yep. A little different there. Any significance to playing that song? No, I just really dig the guitar. Man. Right, I, yeah, I, me too. I totally dig it too. I'm with you. Um, kind of a beachy kind of a sound to it too. You know. Hey, speaking of beachy, yeah, uh, we need to let folks know we're going to be live uh-huh. at the uh, boat show next uh, weekend. Next weekend, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll be at the Metropolitan Park. Cool, oh, outdoors. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, man, world tour. Show yeah. Be outdoors. Yeah, yeah. So kind of cool. We obviously we didn't get to do very many remotes last year, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so it's it's kind of cool that we're going to be getting out. Very nice. Next, next couple weeks, yes. We'll be, we'll be at uh, Metropolitan. Park and then and then the following week would be in Tyrell at Newley. Sweet, back yeah. to back weeks on the road. Mm-hmm. And, be interesting to see uh, how many boats they have at the show. It'd be very interesting. Yeah, <laughs> there's not a lot of inventory oh, out there. Sure, yeah, there is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's a I mean there's a struggle for in, for inventory. Oh, dude, oh, it's no joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, really, but, is. I mean everything: boats, cars, uh, yeah, you name it. Yeah, electrical panel boxes, hooks, <laughs> hooks. Yeah, I mean. Is there anything that's not fiberglass? Oh, fiberglass is going to yeah. be an issue here yeah. soon. Is there not? Is there is there anything that is not in demand or short supply right now? No, not not in our industry. I mean, I, I'm trying to think of something yeah. that's like readily available. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's, there's rods and reels, rod, shotgun shells, shotgun shells. Yeah, there's I mean, another ammo. Yeah. ammo. Yeah, I mean, done. I took yeah. Brad Smith uh, turkey hunting Wednesday, and I was like, "Got any turkey shells?" Nope. <laughs> Thank God I got some in my safe. I got some, you know. I mean, that could, yeah. for for me, dude. I'm telling you, if, um, next year I might be using number eight. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, you know what? Yeah. Double on, no problem. Yeah, you know what? I might be calling Jeff, going, "Hey, can I borrow a couple eight? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got you, brother. Hey, it wasn't too many years ago when you had to do that. I remember yeah. making a phone call to Leon one day. Hey, yeah. You got uh, any yeah. uh, twenty two shells? Yep, I might need to do that. All right, uh, let's. Uh, Get Gary in. He's been hanging on long enough. We've been so busy. Sorry about that, Gary. Good morning. That's okay. Good morning, gentlemen. Good if you don't, if you indulge me a couple minutes, please. Hey, Jeff, I want to thank you for this this week where you're saying how how the Jags should use. And I know it's not football uh, show, but the Jags should use their picks to uh, to maybe uh, kind of weaponize them to get some future picks. And I love that. I thought they should have been doing that for years. Cause, and that's exactly what Chris Greer has been doing with the Dolphins, you know, it, and, and 
building a, a present and a future with them with all their picks. Well, would you please tell Joe of Black Creek, and I wouldn't mind this player myself for the Dolphins, but Kyle Pitts, but the 49ers are not giving up two number ones and a third rounder to select Kyle Pitts. If it's, it's there for a quarterback. Teams don't give that type of dra- draft equity up. Well, who, said that, a, who said that a, that, a that was there? Who said that? Joe from Black Creek. Oh, well, oh, well I, I mean, come good. on. Joe, Joe from Black Creek is in the paddle boards and kayaks. I mean, come, on. <laughs> come on, Gary. I know. Jeff Foster tried to tell him, but he was like, well, I don't know. We'll see. Tell That'd be like saying, like, you know what? Uh, I value the milkman's opinion on steak. <laughs> but I yeah, do. but. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just yeah. wanted, wanted him to hear some hear okay, from somebody so, other, so other than Jeff. Here, here, here's a great example. I can remember – a very good friend Thanks, of mine. Guys. Thank yeah, you, Gary. Thanks, Gary. So, so we were at the dog track, right? Mm. And myself and Monica Stam, Jeff mm. Stam's wife, uh-huh. we, we needed a beer. So we go to the beer, and and uh, bartender's like, "Hey, take the eight dog. Take the eight dog. Yeah, take." He's like, "Seriously, you know, I, I, it's the bartender, okay? <laughs> you know, I mean, take it." And so we're and all you're suckered, sucker, dude. We're <laughs> like, dude, we go. You took back, the eight dog. You listened to the bartender, dude. I'm, I'm not talking dead last. I don't oh. even know that he made it out of the gate. And I'm like, what What did the he bartender tripped over just, the rabbit? I don't he, even know what he just he's like, did to us. He's like C-Pro I mean, in the skiff challenge. Yes, exactly. You know, it's like. He's like, in right field and the re- cricket re- flew across really, the field and he was really, looking at the cricket. I mean, the hell was tipping that guy. He works. He, he, uh, he actually is related to the ownership of the dog tracks. So yeah. The more yeah. money they make. Yeah. That's right. The yeah. more bad bets are made, that, the more the house That was awful. And that's, I, a, that's a rule. You just don't believe the bartender. I mean, really? Yeah, Come you don't on, believe man. The, the bartender. The, 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 the bartender's there all the time. Okay. He's watching right. the dogs. Bartenders right. can and there's be great a reason he's there. Sure. Yes, but uh, yeah, but they're terrible at that. Really the house nice always wins. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so so I I, I got to tell you guys a quick story. Um, Colt and his buddy came up to go bass fishing uh-huh. on uh, they they went up Friday night to to our place in Georgia nice. and and Cannon. Uh, one of Colt's best friends, who who they haven't seen each other in in, in a couple years, uh-huh. you know, and Cannon loves the property. I mean, he's all about the outdoors, okay. right? But so they they fish all day Saturday, and Cannon said, "Hey, would you mind if I go turkey hunting with you in the morning?" I'm like, "Dude, he, he brought a shotgun, he brought his he brought his camo, you know." I'm Let's like, go. I'm, I'm like, "Dude, I would I would I would love to, you know, come on, you know." And so anyway, we go, we get set up, and. He's he's they they start gobbling and you can tell I mean he's just you know you can tell he's just jacked up you know and and I'm trying to explain to him what's going on you know and he turns around and he goes they're gobbling you know and he goes can you tell if that's a male or a female uh, <laughs> you know, uh, boy. never had that question before yeah, you know, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> you yeah. know? Let, let me explain something me, to yeah, you exactly you know so so, so okay it's cool. It, it's cool you know it's I, cool so, so, so i mean so that begs an explanation yes because there's some people that have never heard a wild turkey in the world exactly yep okay i know a few of those gobblers the males mature okay they gobble yeah Ah, okay. And uh, and all turkeys, gobblers and hens, can yelp. Yep, 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 yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, but not all turkeys can gobble. So, like, all turkeys yelp. Not all turkeys gobble. Even, that's a yelp. And that's oh, a gobble. That's awesome. Oh, that's okay, such the, a beautiful oh, sound. That's the gobble. So, yeah. 
And so, so immature gobblers, some of them can gobble, some of them can't. Correct. It's like all teenagers aren't created equal. Some of them are shaven, some of them aren't, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? So they yeah. take it takes different uh, times. I mean, some people say, oh, that turkey, he couldn't gobble, he's just a jake. No, well, some jakes, jakes. immature gobblers can gobble. Mm. So anyway, that's uh, wanted to make sure that we explained that. Yeah. yeah. But that's it was a great question. It is a great question. You know, I, great. Some people know. don't know. Yeah, I, you know what? I appreciated him asking. Mm. You know, so so um, <laughs> how old are they now? Twenty four. Okay. Yeah. But Colt didn't want to go. No, he wanted to fish. Yep. I had I had kind of a similar similar thing this week mm-hmm. in that my son is at Davidson and they require the student body up there to to take multiple COVID tests during the week. And then for athletics, you have to take the test to be eligible. That's almost daily, isn't it? It's like twice a week. Yeah. I know Maddie gets tested all the time. So there was a small window. They had a test on Tuesday, and then they had another test on Thursday. And Dylan's diehard bass fisherman now. Mm -hmm. I mean, he – he loves to fish. He's got a fly rod now. Remember I told yeah. you guys that story? Yeah. Now he's got like four or five. Thank you, Willie. Willie, he's so fired up for the rod case. Thank you. He said to tell you that. And uh, Bob McNally's taking care of him. So anyway, they literally finish practice, do their tests, and then hop in a truck, and they get there right before dark on Tuesday, him and a buddy Jack. And Dylan's, you know, 6'5", 280. Little guy. Yes. Little guy. He's petite. Yeah. He's, he's bigger than you. He's a big fella. He's bigger than me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. His buddy Jack, who is also a thrower, is 6'5, 275. Oh, they have <laughs> no trouble when they travel. They're, they're, not, they're not getting in the John boat, are they? <laughs> Dude, they got into the bass house. No, no come they on. did not. Are you serious? That's awesome. Dude. Oh, my Dude, gosh. The, the yes. Free boards, yeah. like four free boards like four or five inches around that. Good thing. Lord. It's awesome. Don't but, move. The first day, and, and, and I'm going to make this quick. The first day, dude, the amount of food that 20-year-olds that are on track team can eat. Cleaned you out. Unbelievable. You went in the refrigerator for that stu- leftover, and there was and nothing I'm gonna tell left you in there? What, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're going to take a break. I'm going to come back. I'm going to tell you what they ate, because I remember the day that I used to be able to eat like this, and they made it look like nothing, and then they wake up the next morning, and I'm going to tell you how many starving. Uh, unbelievable! Yeah, uh, thank goodness when we come back, they're time. eating university food mm-hmm. right now. Because if I had two of them, yeah. I'd be broke. Nine zero four six four one ten ten. If you'd like to join us here this morning, and uh, hey, look, if you are tired of your HOA Nazis getting on you about your boat trailer or your utility trailer, all you gotta do is call Stackham Storage. They'll come pick up your trailer and put it in storage for you. Make sure it's good to go. Check the lights out, and uh, and you're golden. Yeah. Uh, what's wrong with that? Nothing. Absolutely. It's perfect. And then when you need it, they bring it right back to you. They bring it right to you. And all your lights will be working and everything. Um, Website is... Stackmstorage.com. Stack, Mm -hmm. the letter M, and then the word storage. Yep. Dot com. And if you'd like to join us here this morning, 904-641-1010, right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Last night. What's that? We're already making plans to go to Steenhatchee River Club. Yeah. Uh, for for scallop season this summer. Um, I, I, I seriously, that's so funny you should say that because 
I was talking to to Carrie about it because after turkey season, mm-hmm. um, I definitely like like take off after a show. Mm-hmm. You know, go over there Saturday afternoon, fish all day Sunday, and then come home like Monday morning or something. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna do that. Yeah, we're 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 actually have already talked about it and uh, uh, going over there, getting a cabin, taking yeah. the boat because she's never done it, and then she can meet my my crazy cousins over mm-hmm. there. Yeah. <laughs> Carlene and my cousin Daryl. <laughs> I was talking to. Uh, uh, by the way, I'm serious. I've, I've, they're awesome. Yeah. And my I, cousin Carlene is uh, my uncle Neil's daughter. Right. And then she married Daryl, who's great dude. And she's got a whole bunch of grandkids now. So and all that kind of stuff. So. Well, I was I was talking. I was fishing with uh, Troy Traywick this week. Up, owns a plumbing company. Great mm-hmm. guy. And um, he just bought a place over there. And we got to talking about Swanee Shores, and you know me. I grew up at Swanee Shores, which mm-hmm. is you know just uh, just south of Horseshoe. But he's like, dude, it, it, because he he you know he was we were talking about Steen Hatchie, we were talking about um, you know Horseshoe Beach, and then Swanee Shores. And mm-hmm. he goes, bro, he goes, you wouldn't even recognize Swanee Shores. He said it's condos, really and, built yeah. up now. Yep, but Steen Hatchie. Uh, it's not that way, that bro. Yeah, that's uh-uh. what I'm saying. I mean, it's, that's what's so beautiful that's what's about so Steen awesome Hatchie. About it. Yeah, yeah. You know what would be pretty cool, and we're going to go to Dean here in just a minute. You go over to Steen Hatchie River Club, and for scallop season. Oh yeah, that's a lot and, of fun. And take with you. Have you seen those boat docks? The B O T E docks. Yes, 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 yes. They're seriously they're like heavy plastic, aren't they? They're like super heavy duty. They're yeah, like, mm. like the boat. Uh, <clears throat> paddle boards and all that kind of stuff. They have these things called boat docks and they're sold at Hagen Coastal Outfitters. I was actually looking at them the other day. I was like going, this would be pretty cool yeah. to take out in the ocean and put it just outside the breakers and mm-hmm. have the kids play on it or at like the lake or something, you know? Yeah. So anyway, uh, just throwing it out there. They've got them at uh, Hagen Coastal Outfitters. They can be used for uh, like a base for scalloping. If you're going to go down and lobster in the Keys, or just going to the lake, river, whatever you want to do. They have them. Hagen Coastal Outfitters, the seven by seven, I think is eight ninety nine. The ten by ten is twelve ninety nine. And by the way, also they're putting Huck Apparel on sale twenty percent off through Monday at Hagen Coastal Outfitters. So check it out. Uh, they have a huge selection of apparel, straw hats, caps, and the rubber boots that everyone wants. Those Huck boots. All right, let's go to Dean. He's got a question about charter captains. He needs a recommendation. Morning, Dean. Good morning, Jeff. Before I get to my uh, fishing question, I just wanted to compliment you on your coverage of the Jags. You do a great job all the platforms you do, and you're so straightforward and honest about the Jags. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, for years, years ago, my uh, parents were over in the Panhandle, discovered uh, St. George Island, and we've gone over there for years off and on, my sister more so than any of us. We're just trying to find a recommendation. We've been over there years past and kind of hit and miss on, on uh fishing charters as far as getting, you know, a stellar captain. Someone's going to go out past the jetty, cut to the open sea and stuff like that. See if you guys have any recommendations for fishing charters out of Apalachicola or St. George Island. Mm, I, I, I don't. I don't either. Uh, does it, does it Noel Coon go over there and surf fish? I thought he did. I thought he went over there to fish. Uh, Maybe Noel knows how somebody. far. That's, that, that, I guess that's what I'm asking. How far the uh, Captain Mike at uh, Steen Hatchie? Mike Farmer? I don't know. Wonder if he would know anybody over there. I can certainly text him and find um, out. Do we have Captain Mike's phone number? I do. Uh, Dean, write this yep. phone number down. Kevin's going to pull it up. He's a charter captain over there in Steen Hatchie, and so I mean he's a little bit closer proximity okay. wise than we are to that particular area. 
Uh, he probably knows somebody over there. And yeah, I just somebody t- knows somebody. Yeah, yeah. When, when you when you call them up, tell them the boys from the outdoor show sent you. Okay. And okay. Uh, say, hey, look, you know, you're looking to do a chart. I mean, you know, and how far is Apalachicola from Steen Hatch? It's a while. To Pope? Yeah, yeah, it's a while. Yes, Pope. Yes, yeah. it's a ways. Yeah. Okay, okay I mean, so, so anyway, his, his number real quick, and I'll, I'll give mm-hmm. it. It's, it's 352-210-1551. And if anybody. Mike, Mike Farmer. Mike Farmer. Mike, and, and if Mike anybody Farmer. listening. Yeah. Goes over to Apalachicola and knows a really good charter captain. Call us nine zero four six four one ten ten, so we can help Dean out find a, a good charter. Because I can tell you one thing, Dean, you, you're probably like me. And a lot of times you go and you look online at reviews. There are a lot of times the reviews on uh, what's those uh, apps and websites that do that, like uh, tra- the Travelocity or those type. Travelocity, yeah, Booker dot com, yeah, things like yeah. that. I, the people that are reviewing, like I'm a fisherman, right? I want a fisherman reviewing the charter captain. I don't want somebody who's a casual, just a vacationist, right? Reviewing a charter captain. We had a great time today. It was so fun. Yeah. We saw birds and yeah. we caught fish. Yeah. I don't know what kind of fish they yeah. were. Yeah. That's not the review I want. <laughs> I get it. So anyway, so if anybody can help Dean out, and Dean, the phone lines are ringing. Yeah. So keep listening. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. Okay. Thank right. you. Uh, hang Thank tight, you. and hopefully we'll have an update on a good charter captain. But seriously, we I'm trying to remember. It's not Angie. It's just like, you know, it's a, it's for vacation. Because I remember we got, I got the uh, the one charter boat captain down in the Turks and Caicos from looking at one of those sites. In the I thought region. you got the one for the Abacos. Uh, that was not a good one. No, it was the Turks and Kegos. It was the one where we went bone fishing. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Okay. With the, the And you went to the same tree? The same spot, <laughs> yeah. bro. I was like, You're what? like, what? No, what? It was terrible. Yeah. And then meanwhile, you were sitting there fishing, and all of a sudden, you see this in the boat we were in. I mean, it was you're like you were like you were paddling, help get it up on a plane. You were like sticking your arm outside of the boat going, come yeah. on, man, get up. Didn't they have like a push button? Uh, like Kmart? Yeah, it was a yeah. No, it was a Kmart rod and reel. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That had like a eight pound test or something. Okay, so we're, while we were fishing, there goes a boat with like a professional guide, the one that I should have hired, uh-huh. but I read this review on his travel website and made a total mistake, rookie mistake. Mm. Anyway, we have Fletcher who knows a charter cap and an Appalachicola for Dean. Go. Good morning, Fletcher. Hey boys, how are you? Good. Great. Good. Um, I've uh, fished with Captain Captain several times. Who? He's excellent. Captain Shane. I don't know his last name. But, Shane S H A N E. That's correct. And okay. he fishes out of Port St. Joe, out of Presnell's Marina. You just Google Presnell's, call them, and ask for Captain Shane. He's excellent. Captain Shane out of where? Presnell. Presnell. Yep. Pre- yep. Yep. Just Google Presnell's Marina, and and uh, I don't have his number or anything, but he's really good. Okay. okay. Cool. Now, 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 Fletcher, are you a fisherman? I am. <laughs> what, hey, Fletcher, what <laughs> do you? What do you? Review, well, right? I know we need to take a break, but what are you fishing for when you go with Shane? What What's target species? Uh, so this time of year, into into about the end of May, he does a bunch of uh, triple tail trips, and then oh, uh, if he's doing triple tail, he's so, on the money. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then he'll switch over to trout, and they actually have a really good flounder fishery there as well in, in the St. Joe Bay. How do you spell Presnell? P-R-E-S-N-E-L-L. Okay, I'm, I'm searching yeah, to see if we the, can I, find I'm, it. I'm digging, I'm digging the triple tail thing. Ah, Presnell's Bayside Marina. Captain Shane, I immediately, uh, yeah, it's Johnson johnsonboysfishingcharters.com. There you go. It says, with Captain Shane Johnson on beautiful Port St. Joe Bay. His that's phone that number? Yeah, and that's, is that's that, is that the one I'm, you're thinking away. of? Yeah, that's it. Okay, number and, for, for you, Dean, 850-643-7312. Ask and you shall receive. There you go. Thank yeah, you. Fletcher, thanks, buddy. Thank Appreciate you, Fletcher. It. Yeah, have a good one. You too. Here, here's another one. Uh, Jim McCollum just sent me one because he goes over there all the time. He said, Captain Coble Griffith. And Coble's number is 850-370-6292. Okay. Um, real quick, Chris, let's go to Dean real quick. Make sure he's got all those numbers. Oh, he's here. Uh, Dean, you hear all that? Yeah, I got Captain. Uh, just got Captain Coble, eight five zero three seven zero six two nine two. There you go. There you go. And then okay. uh, Captain, uh, and then uh, Cap, uh, Captain Cap- Shane out of Fort Joe uh, Presnell, eight five zero six four three seven three one two. There you go. Congratulations. You got it. Asking you shall receive. Yep. There you go. Thanks, Dean. Thank you very much, guys. You're All welcome, buddy. Dean. All right. Yep, six four one ten ten. You're listening to the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. We're all here this morning. Logman, Captain Kirk. I'm Captain Kevin Favor. Don't go anywhere. We got an LV Hires Gear Tip of the Week coming up. Oh, that was that was good, Chris. Uh-huh. On well, the Hagen Coastal Outfitters read, uh, my voice is getting back, and so Chris uh, Chris slipped in there and, and took care of the commercials for me. That little thing I had for a couple yeah, weeks now. You know what? I'm still kind of getting I, I the last end of it. I, 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 I really felt bad for you guys last Saturday, though, man. You, <laughs> oof. I mean, you and Chris were were on the wrong end of the deal about Hagen Ace. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh yeah. yeah we I mean, there was oh, there yeah. was some food. apologizing going hey, on, man. I was like, I'm like, bet. I'm out of this. Boy. Hey, listen, I'll you know. <laughs> All my stuff's done. I've taken care of Tyre Island, all I'm right? Cool. Look, I'll take my whooping. <laughs> it's all good. All right, uh, it's time now for the LV Hires Inc. Gear Tip of the Week, folks. LV Hires supplies quality fuels and lubricants throughout the southeast and literally the southeast. And they've been doing it for a very long time. They can help your bottom line. Make sure your operation is running smoothly without interruption. And all you got to do is go to LVHIERS.com to learn more. This week's... Dude, these things are cool. Gear tip. You've, you've never heard about these? I have never. Kevin, and, 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 uh, and I, I, I'm going to tell you, I've never heard about them either until recently. This is really... I mean, okay. This is like something I'm going to buy when I get home. You you have... If you, if you are a hunter mm-hmm. and you have a gun safe, which I hope everybody has a gun safe to keep their guns locked up and secured and all that kind of stuff... Scotty Brown turned me on to these. I got to give Scotty Brown a credit because we've heard and when we know that trying to keep your gun safe and your environment where you keep your guns uh, dehumidified is critical. Mm-hmm. They have these plug-in rods that you can put in your gun safe. What I have? Okay, but uh, I don't like it. 
A lot of people don't like it. I don't right? like it. You don't I, want I, to have. I think sometimes it gets hot. I mean, too hot. Yep. Right. Yeah. You know, and I don't. And I don't like it at all. I don't like having electricity in my gun. Safe. I don't either. No. I don't either. That's what I'm saying. I'm with you. I, I'm kind of nervous I, about that. Yeah. 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 Not good. Okay, there's these things that are called, and I don't know the exact pronunciation, but it's EVA dry, EVA dry. So that's what I'm assuming it's EVA dry. Uh-huh. These things, okay, you know how you have the, what's the little bucket things that you put in like a closet to yeah, catch it's, moisture? It's a type of damp rid. That's it. Okay, it's called damp rid. That's it. Okay, these are very similar to that. Mm hmm. And that, uh, but they're re- they're rechargeable, and so w- what they are is they have the beads like the damp ribs, but they're renewable. So anyway, you put these things in the safe; they suck the moisture out of the air into this little unit. There's no electrical cord or anything. Okay, yeah, you just put it in there, and then there's an indicator on it, and it has all the beads. Hmm. When the beads are orange, that means that they are saturated. Collecting? No, they are collecting. Uh, moisture. Okay. When they turn green, I think, uh, and it might be vice versa. When they change color, that means it they need to be taken out because they're full of water. And then all you do is take them and plug them into the wall for about twelve hours, and it and it dries the moisture out. Then you put it right back in your gun safe. Yeah, that's cool. And and Scotty said that these things last for up to a couple months. Mm-hmm. Of working to get the moisture out of your gun safe environment. And they have, you can buy a set of them like the E333s or the, I bought the E500s. I bought the bigger ones mm-hmm. because they were just a little bit more. It wasn't much. I want to say I bought two of them for $35 or something like that. I got it from from Amazon. You can buy it from the, directly from evadry.com. Right. But, uh, I mean, for our environment here in the southeast, I mean, we're humid. Yeah. It's humid oh, yeah. as all get out. And now that uh, turkey season is in full swing and going to be winding down here pretty soon, you got to take care of your guns. And because yeah, between turkey season and deer season, what are we doing? We're not paying attention no, to our, no, no, our hunting. No. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's amazing, too, because I've used the, the 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 what you're talking about, the little plastic bucket mm-hmm. in my safe for years, and it's amazing after it's been in there for a month or two, you pick it up and you go, where in the heck's all that moisture coming right. from? Right, right. I mean, the door's locked. Yeah. And it's in a real dry room, and, but the air around here is just yep. like that all the time. Yeah, Full of humidity. Just, I'm, I'm on their website. I clicked the link on our Facebook page, so you can go to our Facebook page and, and like it while you're there and check out the post that we put up. Essentially, you take these small dehumidifiers and they can go into spaces up to 333 cubic feet. That's why they call it the model of the 333. And 333 cubic feet, I mean, that's, I mean, a gun a gun safe? Yeah. No problem, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And they're good and, for up to 10 years. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, wow. 10 years. Wow. They're powerful. The units absorb up to six ounces of water over the course of 20 to 30 days before needing to renew the silica gel beads that are inside of them. With the 500, the ones that I bought can go obviously a little longer. It's a little bit bigger than the 333. It's a very small, sleek design. It is completely child and pet safe, uh, eco-friendly. Uh, you can put them in cars, closets, cabinets, gun safes, gym bags, wherever you want. But uh, these are cordless, and that's the beauty of yeah. these things, and they're perfect for a gun safe. And thank you to Scotty Brown 
for turning me on to these because I needed to find a way to make sure that I can take the humidity out of the gun safes. No, you and just you, you get extra packs of beads with it? No. No. No, you just plug it in, it recharges. It sucks. The, what it does is it heats it up to take the moisture back out of the beads. And then dries them turn, up. Dries them up. Then you turn it and, put, and plug it back in. I'll be John Brown. So, uh, and for... <laughs> The cost? Jealous, bro. <laughs> How about that? Uh, for the, for Who the thinks co- it is the, stuff? I mean, think about it. I mean, you can buy a, a two-pack for 30 bucks. Huh. Kirk? Yeah. yeah. Who is good. John Brown? <laughs> Come on, Chris. Do we have to go through this again? I, you know, you know, <laughs> the, well, he was actually a kicker for the Jaguars, one of many. There you go. Thank you. There you go. Perfect, John Brown. All right. Ah, so ah. you're a kicker. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff, <laughs> for saving me from that. I was actually. <laughs> set of idiosyncrasies again. When uh, <laughs> Read a history book, Chris. Because they had uh, all the injuries with. He's a bartender at the dog. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Thanks, and he Kevin. wears skeeters. Thanks, Kevin. Kirk, they, when skeeters. they had all the injuries at kicker last year, and they had they went through that merry-go-round of, of kickers. And yes. they, they signed this guy, John Brown. And I said, I can't wait for him to make a field goal. Yeah, I'll be John oh, Brown. I'll be John, I'll Brown. Brown. I'll be John Brown. He made it. <laughs> oh, that's great. All right, uh, oh, let's go God. back to the phone lines. Let's talk to Bill. He wants to talk a little turkey. Good morning, Bill. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. How y'all doing today? Good. 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 Hey, I had a, a chance to go out this week to a farm out on 301 and hunt some turkeys. And I had one of them mornings uh, with my son. We had this turkey probably about 150 yards out, and man, he was gobbling and strutting and pounding, and man, he was three hens around him. Dude, we did everything we could to get that turkey to come to us, and he would not budge, man. He would not move. So my son crawled down in this creek bed that was off a little bit from us and tried to work his way up to it. And when you know it, them turkeys, man, they got it going. They they picked up on him with no time and split. Never works. But it never works. I'll tell you what. Uh, man, the adrenaline rush is just amazing. Just to hear them gobbling and know that there's one recent, you know, just just around it. Uh, man, it's just awesome. Man, it, it's a good time of year. The what? What? Just a little suggestion here because uh, one of the first times I ever went turkey hunting, Mister Bill did this for me, and it was amazing how it worked because you're 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 hunting with your son, and uh, who who's on the gun? You or him? Uh, typically we both have them, but I don't normally hold mine. I'm, I'm usually calling. Okay. All right. Here, here's what you should have done, or I would have suggested you do the next time when he hangs up. If you're in an area where you can't, you know, the, the turkey can't see you, you should have retreated. So you should have went away from the turkey and called. Yeah, back up. And kept your son between uh you and the turkey you and the gobbler that's right because when when you start giving giving the indication that um i'm sexy as hell and i'm going away i'm tired of waiting for you to finally show up i'm out of here then that turkey that gobbler is gonna go baby don't go don't go (laughs) baby don't go and he's gonna start to chase you a little bit and he's gonna go walk right past where you were at just to make sure that there's no hens that are left. But he, he thinks you're leaving and he will follow. If you sound sexy enough. Uh, you got to get that. I'm just telling no, I'm right serious. No. Oh, yeah. That that has worked many times. Oh, yeah. Many times. Uh, Not all the time, now, but many now times. Now, how, how loud, when y'all, when y'all get out hunting turkeys, I, I've just started recently, a couple, maybe two or three years, how loud do y'all actually yelp and, and call when, when y'all are out there? Uh, so, so I, I have a story 
a similar story that that on on Tuesday morning. But here's here's I, I had a bird with within sixty seventy five yards, and and I had um, you know and and and, and it, usually when they're when they're that close, I try to be quiet, right? I had a hen come up behind me, and this hen was as loud as you could ever hit a call ever. I mean, and it drove him crazy, you know. So I'm sitting there and I'm going, here I am being all soft and quiet, mm-hmm. trying to be sexy. And she's back there going, buck, buck, buck. I mean, just like, I'm like, God almighty, man. Mm. I mean, she's like, she is so loud. And he loved it. I mean, he absolutely loved it. I never did kill the bird. I mean, I'll, I'll tell the story later. But I have a rule of know, thumb. Yeah. And that if, if I'm hearing one goblin and he's answering me, I'm calling softer. Yeah, that, that's the way I've always been. So that's just kind of my rule of thumb. Is it is it uh, tried and tested and proven? Uh, no. So yeah, right. everybody's different. Yeah, but I will say this. Softer calling seems to work best in our area here. It does. Now, if you go out west and like where I've gone, Nebraska. Totally different. Let it rip. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Mm. So, Texas. Well, I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, thanks absolutely. for the advice. Yeah, thanks right, for the well, story. Good bro. luck in next time. Retreat. Yeah, retreat. Retreat. Go yeah. away and, and just call. Yeah, I'll have to try that yeah. one. Yeah. Totally, totally works. Yeah. Totally works. All right. Cool. Thank you, Bill. Cool. Uh, let's thanks, take a break Bill. and then we'll talk to Top Gun when we come back. And, folks, seriously, during the commercial break, check out the Evadry dehumidifiers for your gun safe. Uh, renewable dehumidifiers for your gun cabinet. Inexpensive, and that's the beauty of it. And it works. 904-641-1010 if you'd like to join us here this morning. Okay, so uh, the sandwich is pretty good. Uh, Andy's chicken salad <laughs> so yeah, Understatement yeah. of the breakfast. year. Yeah. What is it? That don't suck. But but, but, does but not. The, the, the only thing that would rival if I'm in St. Augustine, right. mm-hmm. I'd go to Moe's now. Oh, yeah. I'd oh, go yeah. to Moe's. Breakfast burrito. South, yeah. And, mm. and, 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 I mean, all the stuff that, that, that they gave us. Oh. That bowl. That was awesome. It's awesome. Awesome. There's only one Moe's, Southwest Grill, that does breakfast. That's in St. Augustine. And they do an awesome job. Go by there and see them. All right, uh, let's get to the phone lines. We got we got three of them to get to because our reporter is going to be calling in at eight thirty oh, to I'll, talk to oh. us about the Skiff Challenge. Mm-hmm. So let's get right to Top Gun. Good morning, Top Gun. Oh, what? How you guys doing? Doing fantastic. Morning, Top Gun. Hey, I just wanted to say right off the bat that I finally got to meet all three of you guys. And that was really cool. Uh, and I forgot to mention about three weeks ago, I met Lester and Travis. Uh-huh. And, and you survived. I can, tell, I can tell you right now that I could sit somewhere all day and swap stories with Lester. <laughs> what a great guy. You yeah. guys are two peas in a pod. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And I was down at the boat ramp, and I met this guy coming in from fishing. I think his name was Joe, and him and his wife listen to the show every week. Her name is Stephanie. So, hey, guys. Those the old shout-out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got to. And listen, I wanted to say something about the boat race, that boat race. Yeah, 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 the skiff right. challenge. Um, yeah. um, I sure would like to see some footage if it's possible, of those guys getting out of that boat. 
Because I want to see if they can walk. Yeah, yeah. All you got to do is go to their Facebook page. They're putting videos up. It's, they yeah, do well, a really good I, job with it. You'll have to get it for me because if I knew how to do that, I'd be working for NASA. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. Look at here. Uh, this uh, fella uh, asked his son what he wanted for his birthday, and his son said he wanted a dog. And uh, so the man said, okay, well, I'll see what I can do. So he was driving home from work and passed his house that had a sign in the front yard that said, talking dog for sale. So he stopped and went up and knocked on the door. And man says, yeah, he's around back going through the gate there. He went to the back and there was this little mutt sitting there. Guy says, so you know how to talk. And dog said, I sure do. How you doing? Man said, wow. Said, what's your story? And the dog says, well, for eight years, I worked for the CIA. And they sent me all over the world. And I sat amongst these dictators and presidents. And they thought I was just a dog. And then I went back and reported all the information to the CIA. And uh, did that for eight years and got tired of it and got them to uh, send me to head of... uh, airport security. I got tired of all that traveling. So, uh, I, uh, listened in on conversations with shady guys and I ended up, uh, being involved in about 50 drug busts says, uh, got a whole basket full of metals. And, uh, then I met my wife and she had eight puppies and, uh, uh, I eventually retired and, uh, now I live here. So the guy says, cool. And he goes back around to the front and knocks on the front door. And uh man comes to the door and he said, uh, I'm kind of interested in buying your dog. How much you want for him? And the man said, $10. He said, $10? He said, man, that dog is incredible. He said, why do you want only want $10 for him? He said, I'm tired of all his lies. FTS, baby! That's pretty good. Pretty good. It's good when you're laughing halfway through it. Yeah. It is good. Yeah. All right, let's go to Chris. We got to roll through these because we're going to get our reporter at eight thirty. So okay. we got to get Chris and Haney Randy in. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, fellas. How y'all doing? Good morning, buddy. Good. What's happening? Not a whole lot. Uh, any anybody had any luck turkey hunting yet? I uh, got one on Wednesday. I, I have uh, good not. job. I haven't killed one. Nope. So number two. I know. In the book. Number two in the book. No, I have not killed wow. one. I've had. I've had some. Awesome hunts. Awesome hunts. Yeah, I had one good hunt and one lousy hunt. Yeah, Christina and I went up last weekend with that, that cold snap hit, and they just didn't seem to gobble. Golly. Heard, heard a couple gobbles each morning, and that was it. And Saturday, Sunday, they gobbled like crazy. Monday, nothing. I mean, like like Isn't nothing. Isn't that weird? Nothing. I, I mean, Wednesday, we went to our place, Chris, and it was as pretty as you could ask for. The yep. whippoorwills were lighting hoot the owls, woods up. Yep. The hoot owls were going off. Sun started popping wow. to crows, and the, and we saw a, a hawk chase an owl through the clear cut, and I was like, "Oh, they're going to go off crickets, crickets." And I yeah. and I heard one way off in the distance one time, yeah, and that's all we ever heard. That's all I heard was one one way off in the distance. Then we closed the gap on him. I got him to gobble one time on the roost, and and he was done. Yep. So I I, I either they were hinned up or or it was just too cold. Yeah, I I, I don't know. It was a I, I, you know Bad what? I, 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 
thought that it was going to be a little too cold on on uh, Saturday and Sunday morning, and it, it no, it didn't make any difference, no. man. Oh, I think no. they'll they'll never know why they do it. They don't do it. Never. Yep. 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 Let's see, get one to talk. Uh, just I wanted to give a holler. I, I missed y'all show last weekend. Uh, the Jeff Stam on turn three, uh, winning the the Wahoo shootout. How good is that, huh? That was cool, and then then he turned around and uh, hot hot captain on the hot boat asked you to go fishing. You jump on the boat and go fish, and we went and fished the uh, the Wahoo Junkies uh, showdown, and we won that. I know you did. Nice. That's pretty yeah, good weekend. Was, that was that was a great weekend. <laughs> great weekend. I was uh, anytime the hot captain on the hot boat asked you to go fishing, you jump on the boat and go a- fishing, a- buddy. Absolutely. We all caught a ninety seven. Ninety six dot seven seven. Yep, that's a big. Chris, just second place was like forty six, right? I, yeah, I think so. They had a, a couple of them. <laughs> that's just obscene. <laughs> that's, that's just like rubbing it in, you know? Yeah. Oh, really? It was, you brought it was that in? Me too. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. Thanks, yeah. buddy. You have a good weekend. Yes, sir. Y'all take care. Okay. All right, All right uh, real Bye. quick, let's uh, let's get Handy Randy in here because Dave Edwards is going to be calling in. We want to make sure that our our reporter yeah. from the Skiff Challenge is uh, is on the money. Good morning, Randy. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning, Glad to hear the voices are doing a little better this morning. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's, he's sounding much better. Man, if you sneeze these days, you feel like you robbed a bank. You know, I, 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 that's exactly right. The one thing that you don't do in a grocery store is sneeze. <laughs> yeah, uh, you'll clear the aisle. Yes. <laughs> you'll see them going to the other Absolutely. side of the aisle picking yes. something up. Yes. And it's so hey. fun, funny you say that. Even on my boat, you know, when I got to sneeze and, I, and I've got clients on there, I mean, I'm, I'm like sticking my head all in my elbow. and You, you know what I mean? It's like, golly. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Hey, you guys mentioned shells, and I know every time I go into one of the big box stores locally, there's nothing in there. But I'm going to buy help a friend out this morning over here in McClenny, and uh, the MCM power equipment guy. He's right there on Louder Street, across from uh, Heritage Park over that way. And uh, he sells the Cub Cadets, the Bad Boy mowers and stuff like that. But he's got firearms in there now, and he's got some ammo in there. Okay. So they're having like a season opening deal today only and from like 9.30 to 1.30. And if you buy a shotgun, they give you a box of shells with it. And they've got some deals on some handguns as well. And they've got some other ammo in there. So just wanted to get everybody a heads up. And so Handy Randy's going by to help out a friend this morning a little bit over there. So you come by, tell them the outdoor show and Handy Randy sent them by there. Thank you, buddy. We got to run. Okay. Uh Yep. 641-1010, 641-1010. 641-1010, We got Dave on. Yeah, Dave's. We got him. We got him. Oh, reporter. Yeah, our, 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 our you know on-site reporter. Cub reporter. We're going to talk <laughs> talk to him about Skiff Challenge, and also he had a turkey hunt this week. Oh, a low country turkey hunt with Boo. Oh, oh, a little turkey story. Well, that's why I didn't see Boo this week. Hang tight, yeah. folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, uh, if you got a little piece of waterfront heaven, want to make it even better, call C and H Marine Construction. Docks, bulkheads, boat lifts, boat houses, they handle everything. Whether it's new construction or to fix up the ratty dock that you have now, they can handle it. Again, CNH Marine Construction, go to the homepage of outdoorshow.com. Two S's back to back. Go to the bottom of the homepage, scroll down there, and just click on CNH Marine Construction's link. Hey, folks, if you don't think you can afford a Cadillac, you haven't been by Claude Dolan Cadillac lately and seen all they have to offer. When I, uh, every time I drive by there on, on Saturday mornings, I always look. They have this little space right out front 
for their pre-owned vehicles, and they a lot generally speaking they'll they'll put a pickup truck there. And this morning there was a red pickup truck. It uh-huh, looked uh-huh. beautiful. So I, I got to go online and and check and, it out. And check it out. <laughs> yeah. But also, if you're in the market for a pre-owned vehicle, go in there and let them know what you're looking for, and they'll find it for you at Claude Nolan Cadillac. All right. Uh, let's go to the phone lines on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show and talk to our. Roving reporter, Mr. Dave Edwards. <laughs> Roving reporter. <laughs> Live from Muley. Morning, Dave. Dr. Dave Edwards. Uh, good morning. How are y'all doing? Good morning. Oh, man. Uh, I can tell you I was hurrying up to take a little swig of coffee to wash down the chicken salad sandwich that I was eating in the commercial break there, Dave. <laughs> oh. Man, I'd like to run up there and get me one today. Uh, <laughs> Man, what an exciting daybreak here uh, in Fernandina with uh, Team Hell's Bay rolling in. That was it's, it's quite uh, amazing to see two guys in a size skiff that is and know what they just went through. God, thir- thirteen hundred miles circumventing the state of Florida from the Florida Alabama line, nonstop, no sleep, and way nonstop all the way, yeah. all the way around Key West. And then came all the way around Florida. And then this morning when I got up at about 545, Dave, uh, they were south, and I was excited. I was like, cool, they're not going to finish until we're on the air. Yeah, yeah. I think they got in, I don't know exactly what time, but it was about 7-ish, something like that. But, you know, something that – You texted me a picture of them holding the American flag at 714. Okay. Yep, so they must have gotten there right at about seven. Seven, yeah. seven, seven or a little yeah. bit after. Did it seem like a, but, a little crunchy when they got out of that boat? They looked like they had climbed Mount Everest. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they just looked windblown, tired. You know, I will say I've seen them every year for the last five years. I guess last year we, they canceled because of COVID. But um, they looked a little better this time. And, and um, I think they had – it was still rough, obviously. If you look at some of the – Go back uh, and maybe for some of the listeners, if you want to kind of see what they went through, you can just Google uh, Florida Skiff Challenge on Facebook or any of that kind of stuff. Go to Hell's Bay boat page or something. And Chris did a pretty good job as much as he could uh, do some live videos. And they're getting their, their tails handed to them. I mean, it, it's not a it's not a nice, you know, casual ride. Yeah. It's it's getting they're getting slapped and hit and all that stuff anyway um you know talking to chris after uh they kind of got settled in on the dock there he said that he said that was that was pretty damn rough you know but he said you know it is always going to be rough somewhere no matter what the wind condition is right luckily they didn't have to fight too many bad storms the last run they started off with a nasty cold front with tornado stuff and lightning and they were you know in the gulf at that time and but um they were they were quite beat you know one thing good for uh listeners and you guys to know like i said it's not a casual ride that is throttle buried going as hard and as fast as you can even in the in the night and you know we had almost a new moon and he said uh he said dave it's just a pitch black ocean oh yeah and they were no light they were, yeah. The only thing you see that you know they got a light bar on the front, but you know how much that helps you. I mean, you're, you're seeing right there in front of you. In fact, he said, "I said, so what was, what's the toughest time? What's the toughest period of the race for you?" And he said, "Without question, 
from four o'clock in the morning till daylight. Yeah. Because you're, you've been going, you've been fighting that night for so long. You're both getting really tired. And until the, you know, you start getting that daybreak stuff that starts getting your, your mind and, and eyes and all going again. He said, you're both just groggy, but you're having to pay attention and you're hauling tail. In fact, he said, I can't remember exactly where they were yesterday morning, but they were going someplace that was skinny and on their, on the chart, they don't even show water and they're, they're rolling and in, in the dark with that new moon and uh, Chris wasn't paying attention. Uh, JC was driving. Chris said he wasn't really paying attention for some reason. He was looking at something else. JC was looking at the chart, trying to figure out exactly what he's going to do up ahead and dead ahead of him was a mud, a mud dry land sticking up. I mean, like right in their light. So you know how close that was. Oof. And JC, JC just spun the boat out, you know, to keep from going up on, uh, getting up on it. They had to push out and, you know, motor up and <laughs> do all that stuff. So it was like a, you know, big wake-up call right there. <laughs> oh, buddy. Yeah, yeah, I see, a lot of people yeah. don't realize that they left Thursday morning, okay, yeah. at yeah. 11 a.m. They did not sleep Thursday night. They did not sleep last night. Yeah. And there's... No. And th- you're in a boat going around the whole state of Florida. I mean, a 16 foot boat, 17, 17, up to 17. Yep, yep. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. They were, uh, they had gotten, you know, they made, they made a couple cuts. One was like from Apalachicola cutting across one of those big scallops there on, on the Gulf trying to cut some time. So they're like 40 miles offshore there in, in a, you know, little skiff. They cut across where their other big jump is from Marco Island. They've got to go around Key West, take a picture of the southmost point, the buoy that you know all the tourists take pictures with. So they got to go down there, and when they come off of Marco Island and come straight down, they're like 80 miles offshore in in their you know in their skiff. Yeah, <laughs> not, not an offshore boat. <laughs> no, skiff. no. So he said it was uh you know it, it wasn't as bad as some other years, but they were in some five to six that were at like six seconds and he said it was uh they were having to work the throttle oh my god these videos these videos are unreal. oh yeah that's the stretch that uh day that the guy from yellowfin he said there were three times they thought they weren't going to make it when they did the exact same thing yeah yeah chris said you know you'd have to power up he said about one out of every ten uh and you slide down the back of the wave and they were kind of trying to go side side see but slide down the back of the wave and about one out of every 10, the nose wouldn't clear and it flushed the boat. You know, bilges were kicking on. They put on some pretty serious bilge pumps in there and it would clear the cockpit. About time the cockpit would get clear, that that next 10th wave, you know, that they cleared, wouldn't clear, would fill it up again. So, um, yeah, that's that's quite a feat, you know, and it's, it's all fun and games to do that. But, you know, you guys talked to Chris last week and, um, and all these captains and all these boat manufacturers, it's it, uh, really all about trying to uh, help with water restoration in Florida. Um, the projects that, you know, everybody's been hearing about the Everglades for a while and, and the restoration efforts there, but there's a whole bunch of other things. Even for us up here, um, Chris is on the board for the St. John's uh, Water Management District. There's a lot of stuff going on with the headwaters down there where they were starting to drain that, you know, a while back and then, you know that wasn't going to going to go well, and so now they're trying to restore some stuff and they have some 
some marsh that turned that from Indian. It was going towards Indian River, I think, some of that. But well, we've you know, got just a lot of stuff like yeah, that. We've got an identifiable, bio, you know, identifiable crisis right here in Northeast Florida right now with that barge still parked off of Hannah Park with all that whatever it is, pot ash. Some kind of ash. Not pot ash, it's some kind of other ash. Some kind of ash. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. And when, you know, Chris, we were talking about this morning, but um, we're not stopping anybody from moving to Florida. And, you know, there's so much more, so many people coming, so many new houses, et cetera. Um, Part of what some of the captains from clean water and some of the money they're raising is converting some septic uh, sewage so that these septic tanks aren't running off into the waterway. Yeah. Uh, when you start adding that many, you know, think about the thousands and thousands of houses along canals and you know, rivers and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Dude, just, th- just think about the fertilizer going yeah. in, into our waters, man. I yep. mean, it's, that, that's not good. That's why I don't fertilize. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's quite a feat, you know. I'm, I'm super good close friends with Chris, but I couldn't help just looking at him going, that guy just went around Florida. Yeah. All the way, nonstop. How old is he? <laughs> 58. 58. Yeah, 58. Whew, kudos yeah. to him, man. He's got to be a tough bird. Yeah. He is. He's a, he's a tough guy. He he ran uh, this race, last couple races, actually, with uh, his son, J.C., and um, he's quite a captain. Uh, he, uh, uh, here's a little funny story. They were riding in that 4 to 6 o'clock range this morning, and both of them were getting groggy, and Chris was driving, and um, I think J.C. said something along the lines of, Dad, won't you let me drive? You're you're about to fall out. You're he was doing something that wasn't wasn't real safe or something. He said, "Hey, shut up! I taught you how to drive a boat. You know <laughs> that kind of thing." So they're they're just back and forth and trying to keep keep each other awake and all that good stuff. Well, so. well, well, Dave, what happened to some of the other boats? I'm looking at the Sea Pro. Well, f- 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 yeah, Sea Pro didn't make it. They're somewhere. Like I'm saying, around they're down there. in Naples. Man, Naples. They're in Naples. Yeah. Well, the, they're on Gilligan's yeah, they're Island. Out. They're, they're out. Unfortunately, they had some uh, motor problems. Actually, they lost their cowling. And then, you know, they were getting ready to make the big plunge uh, from Marco Island to Key West. That was going to be one of their next runs. He ain't getting across there without a cowling. Right. Yeah. So, unfortunately, they had they had to back out. Um, pretty interesting story with uh, Yellowfin. So, and Heath and those guys run, run it every year. And I guess they had a different strategy this year, and they were going to go out and around the Cape and make more of a straight shot uh, towards our coast, coming north. Right. And um, they got out there, and it was like seven, eight-foot seas and real choppy and sporty and breakers. I mean, there's, it, you know, on the Cape there, there's bars that go way out there. Yeah, there is. Oh, heck yeah. Yep. Well, they, they ran out there, like, thinking they were going to get around it, and they got out there, like, eight, ten miles offshore trying to get around these breakers and it just kept getting worse. They were taking on water and that's where they, they thought were gonna they sink. weren't gonna make it. Right. Yep. And so they turned back turned back and came came back to the Cape there and then they had to wait for the, the lock at six o'clock. And so they wasted a lot of time. And um actually while they were doing that, Key West was closing in on them and Key West at least uh last I looked, fifteen minutes ago, Key West had passed them. And so they're they're ahead of Yellowfin probably by twenty miles. So they're they're, they're still racing. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. But what happened? There was I thought there was originally five boat manufacturers. You had Key West, Sea Pro, Yellowfin, Hell's Bay, and I thought there was one other one. Yeah, uh, there was. Um, 
I have to look them up. I don't know what I can't remember their name now, but Pro Line um, something. I, I, anyway, no, it wasn't Pro Line. Uh, Angler something. Um, well, the downside is they didn't even get to start because uh, one of the captains, his wife, uh, had to have some emergency uh, back surgery or something. Oh goodness! Yeah, right. okay. You know, had had a had a disc blow or do something, uh, and so they had to drop out. I got you. Um, yeah, so unfortunately, C Pro and a uh, good friend of mine, Chris, that was he's with uh, Georgia DNR, and he did his master's research on triple tail. Um, he was he was a captain for C Pro, and they just you know once you lose a Callan, um, they'll learn for the next time. You know, Chris and them have done it a handful of times. They carry extra stuff like that. Huh. So how did they, how'd they lose a cowling? That year. was my question too, Kirk. Yeah. All, right, all, right, all right, hold on. Let let's take a break. And then let's come back with Dave because we got we got more to talk about, including a turkey hunt. You good with, with hanging with us, Dave? Yeah, absolutely. All right, good. Uh, more from our reporter, the oh, Outdoor Show reporter, <laughs> Mr. Dave Edwards. That's awesome. I mean, this is uh, pretty That's cool crazy. stuff. We're getting yeah. the inside scoop. And I also want to find out what, uh, what Chris told him what he's going to do now <laughs> besides sleep. 904-641-1010 if you'd like to call in. After we talk to Mr. Dave Edwards right here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Lemon zucchini bread. How about that, huh? Oh, good gosh, man. He's wow, like, that's he's good. Like Kings this it, morning. Isn't that amazing? That's really good. I, I, she made that yesterday. She's like, I've been wanting to do this recipe. I'm like, mm. knock yourself out, man. Johnny Roach, I got my cup of coffee too, man. <laughs> mm, it's good. Uh, welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. The roving outdoor show reporter Dave Edwards joins us live via the sat phone. And I was reporting from the Skiff Challenge, which was just completed this morning, where the there was a winner, Team Hell's Bay, circumvented the entire state of Florida, left Florabama Bar, State Line Bar, whatever it is, mm-hmm. left on Thursday morning, 11 o'clock Eastern, and arrived this morning shortly after 7 a.m. in Fernandina Beach. And uh, Dave, when, when you were talking to Chris, where are they staying tonight? And what does he have scheduled? Like, what is it? What is he ready to go do after taking a whooping for nearly two days? Big nap. Well, they're going to crash right here uh, downtown Fernandina at the Hampton, right there at the City Marina, and um, they were uh, ready for a hot shower. Well, first you got to know they were in. Y'all may be able to tell me what it's called, but they're in like a full-on survival suit. Uh, dry. It's like a big dry the zipper went diagonal across their from their knee up to their shoulder like a gumby suit yeah and it's like i don't want to call it rubber but it it didn't look like it breathed very well but what do you got to do when you got to take a leak or the other thing yeah or do number two (laughs) 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 slow down bro i gotta Or you do like the, those well, race I'll car leave, drivers and just let it go. Let me ask you a question. Did Chris smell funny when he pulled into the dock? Yeah, they didn't smell real good. I'm, I but but did he smell like Dookie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you had to say it, did no, you? But I met, you know, I imagine their, their muzzleloader barrel got pretty packed. So uh, they were packed, 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 packed. So they probably had <laughs> 
have some out of town lockdown going on. <laughs> well, I mean, you gotta ask. It's a race, right? It's like the. Yeah. Oh, Dave. Dave, where yeah, did that come yeah, from, that, man? That was, that, was, that was classic, bro. Now, I now know. <laughs> I can't get that out of my head, man. <laughs> Sorry, honey. Got to step out. My muzzle loader's back. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, well, I go clean my muzzle loader. <laughs> Good gosh, man. You gotta be kidding me, man. Sorry about that. That's all right. Oh, my God. I need a tissue. Uh, <laughs> Whew. Yeah. I can only imagine, you know, just think about it. If you're getting crammed like that, you're probably not going to need to go to the bathroom. Yeah. You know. Need a laxative? <laughs> oh, buddy. Yeah. Oh. Dude, is that pounding but anyway, that they're in these, Oh, Uh-uh. How much of that did you drink? Oh. They're in these, like, uh, one of the things he learned on the first one or two runs was you need to stay dry. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, they're. They're getting in these, you know, it's pretty chilly this time of year anyway. Um, but fortunately, they didn't have like the last couple, they had some pretty serious cold fronts that they were going through and into. And so being dry was a, was a major thing. But anyway, so they were, they were ready to get out of those suits and get a hot shower and uh, chill out and hit a bed real quick. They could, they were pretty excited, you know, obviously when you come in and they were pumped up. But as the, Everybody interviewing them and talking to them and all that stuff. As that excitement started dwindling, you could just see their eyes glassing, oh, yeah. glassing back. You know. Oh yeah. All right, we we only got a couple minutes. I I, I want to hear a turkey story. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. So, um, went up to South Carolina um, this uh, I guess Thursday, and um, something that, that it's the tenth year of doing this on uh, Oak Grove Plantation. Uh, boy named Scott Scott Rhodes, and I think y'all know Joe Hamilton was. QDMA or uh, former yep. QDMA, yep. NDA. Yep. Um, they put together a turkey, a low country uh, turkey invitational. And so everybody meets at uh, Oak Grove Plantation for a big cookout dinner and all that good stuff. And it's uh, $500 a team. And the next morning, everybody goes turkey hunting on their properties wherever uh, around the area. And then uh, weigh in or, you know, like, last in line kind of thing you need to be back in by 12 30 and um so the whole thing is uh uh was a fundraiser for the qdma for the, the nda and um end up raising over thirty thousand right, well, dollars. Well, just real quick you said qdma which is quality deer management association and then what was mm-hmm. the other thing you said um they have merged uh with the national deer alliance and okay, so NDA, because I mean, okay. a lot of people don't know. I mean, a lot of people know QDMA. Some people don't. Okay, they just want to make sure. Quality Deer Management Association and then the National Deer Alliance. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, because so they merged and now they are the National Deer Association. Okay. Yeah, right. and it's really actually, it's a it's a lot bigger. It's a whole other segment we could talk about, but it's a lot bigger thing. And and now it's all deer of uh, uh, uh of North America versus just whitetail for quality demand. Yeah. So basically the pandemic brought a lot of the conservation organizations to their knees Mm -hmm. and they just didn't make Mm -hmm. it uh, because fundraising and having the banquets, et cetera, were that, that kept these organizations afloat. Yeah. Yeah. And so they were non-existent in 2020. Didn't have any money. So that's why what Dave was talking about, the merging of QDMA and, an NDA into the National Deer Association that has happened. So 
Uh, so tell us about your hunt. Yeah, so uh, we were, uh, but we hadn't been able to do a lot of scouting. Didn't have a lot of sign. We I got there. Where are you hunting? A couple of hours. We were hunting on um, Matt Bridgewater's property. Okay, so you got a little bit of a home field advantage. Boo, I'm sure, has got a little knowledge now, right? Come on. Yep, a little bit. But, you know, we have been – he bought a property, and we are completely under construction. You know, so we've done a lot of disturbance. And so the turkeys that were on there kind of getting pushed to the edges. So, anyway, we started off. Boo didn't have a lot of good MRI. We saw a little bit of strutting sign. Um, thought, you know what? Let's go there. And we did, snuck in there, got set up, started breaking just a little bit. I owl hooted, and he fired off like 75 yards from me. We were like, oh, yeah. You know how when you're sitting there, you're like, yep, we're right on it. It's perfect. Tree yelp, he, he gobbled it. He just cut me off. Sat there for a few minutes. Light tree yelp, he cut me off, put the calls down. He started gobbling, got his gobbler stuck in the tree. He just blah, blah, just blowing his brains out. He's gonna he's gonna drop in on his boot, and he pops down, gobbles, and I went, oh yeah, here he comes, and he's coming. He you could hear him, and then he gobbled again right there, halfway close to us, and then safety's come off, both the click click, we're ready to blow him, and our, the next we sat there in quiet silence. The next one was 150 yards away, oh. and then the next one was 200 yards oh. away. <laughs> you know how that goes. Oh yeah, oh, got a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, you know, a turkey tip maybe is that we left there and went to try another little spot. No luck. We actually went back to the camp, fried an egg sandwich real quick, ran back out, hoping to catch that bird after he got done with the hens, catch a you know, late morning bird. And we did, and we didn't run out of turkey. There were actually two of them. They were gobbling their heads off at, at 12, 11, wow. 30, 12. Wow. Um, and you know, when you get them gobbling late like that, yeah, it's usually kind of, they're going to come usually. Yep. And, um. We ran out of property. <laughs> ah, <laughs> we got to the property line, and then we were go- knew we were going to miss way in, so we ended up uh, end up leaving. My friend Jed, which uh, Jeff, I know you met with Westerville, he came in second. He killed his bird at twelve twenty, and a lot of those birds, a lot of birds, were killed after ten thirty. <laughs> so um, anyway, it was don't give up in the morning. That later late late uh, morning hunt. Oh, can be really good. Can be amazing, but yep. it's just never as vocal sometimes but anyway dave thank you so much for for keeping us updated and giving us a first-hand perspective and for being the outdoor show reporter yep checks in the mail all right (laughs) and the uh the the color color analyst was very very (laughs) interesting i got payment for him i got payment for him i do i'll take payment andy's chicken salad sandwiches there you go and i got a i got a real nice pen mossy oak blaze gear bag backpack for you i'll nice. drive back all right well, all that right good all Thanks, right. Dave. thank you dave right. 904-641-1010 if you'd like to join us here this morning on the nimnick buick gmc outdoor show Welcome back to the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. It's time now for the Ring Power Cat Tip of the Week. Ring Power and a Cat Rental Store has the youngest fleet in the industry and the most dependable fleet to make sure that your job is uninterrupted and that your bottom line is positive because their equipment works when it needs to be working and you're not calling somebody going, hey, man, uh, this piece of equipment is not working and you don't have any downtime. You don't have to worry about that with Ring Power and a Cat Rental Store. Go to ringpower.com to learn more and the uh, 
the dilemma that we've talked about, whether you go hunting or fishing, gets even harder because there's some stuff that are on that's on the beach right now in St. Augustine. Bait. Oh, geez. Yep. Yeah, there is. There's 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 bait on the beach. Um, saw it all week, uh, and and most of it honestly was south of the St. Augustine Inlet. Kirk, you and I talked about it earlier in the show. It's very hard to catch. Yeah, it's you real know, scattered. It's 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 real scattered. Um, and, and there's not a lot to do with pogies right now anyway, uh, and, and that's kind of the ring power tip. When we talk about this every year, this time of year, you, you, you don't need to get in a hurry. Yeah. Um, there's, there's, you know, Jeff. Especially uh, if you're trying to find cobia. Or really anything. You know, even, you know, the, whether we were sheep's head fishing this week or. Fred or, Miles swears yeah. up and down. And Kirk, I don't, I've always thought this was just because Fred didn't want to get his ass out of bed. Yeah. He says that sheep's head don't like to bite in the dark. Or when it's, he said, they don't like low light conditions. Okay. I, I, true I true or false? I don't know. I, I don't know, but I, I, I will tell you that, that, that. I think Fred likes to sleep in. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, but I will tell you this is that as as it got warmer and, and lighter this yeah. week, the, the fish did bite better. I mean, yeah. there's there's no question that, you know, starting off on that, that 8 o'clock, because I didn't leave the dock till 8 o'clock every day this week, but. You know, right now, Jeff, the water temperature is still 64, 65 degrees. That's cold. It's cold, you know. I mean, so it, it, it's, you know, nothing's really moving around at that time of the morning. And, and, and if, you know, that 11 to 3 yep. just seems to be the magical time. And the rays, I know for a fact, are, are between Flagler and the Ponce, mm-hmm. with the majority of them being Ponce south. But there are, there are some rays. So, I mean, they should show up this week. And, 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 again, if you've been listening to this show long enough over the years, you, you know that go do something else in the morning time. If you want to get up the crack of dawn and, and launch the boat and go fishing, that's great. Yeah. But, I mean, go to the inlet, sheep's head fish, do whatever you want. But if you're going to go look for cobia, if you're going to go look for bait, you, you don't need to pop out that inlet until 10 o'clock. Yeah, I would agree. You know, I mean, it's just it, – it, Well, and, and, and that's just when you get – wasted gas. Well, not only that, you get optimal sun. Right, and exactly. The, and the visibility yeah. improves yeah. that sun over your head and not that's in your right. face. Yeah, there's, 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 there's a lot of obstacles there. Any, any bait around Mayport? It is. Same thing there. It's just like Kevin said. It's scattered. It's there. You see a pop here and a pop yep. there and a pop there, and the pelicans are hitting it. But when you look at your bottom recorder, it's, it's scattered, and it is really, really hard to get a cast net over them because yeah. the water's cold they move fast yep you know yep. they're, they're no, not no, just no stupid and let you're going to throw a net on them right i did see some huge mud balls mm-hmm. this yeah. week so they're they're getting there i mean you know here here in the next like i said next 10 days or uh, so so well, and just just real quick um if you're if you're going out there you may be looking for kobe and array could you maybe fish the mud balls for maybe a big red sure oh that's exactly what's in there the, sure. the big red okay and the, uh, black the, the black drum are Any Spanish? Yep. There's there's a ton of Spanish in the river. Yep. A ton. I didn't see any on the beach at okay. all this week. How big either. are the ones in the river? Small. Small dinks. Yep. Okay. Same Small thing dinks. in Mayport. Yep. And and the the larger, not the, the big blues, but the larger Correct. schoolie blues are starting to show up. Yep. They, Where a week ago there were 9 or 10 inches. Now I'm starting to see 14s and... Fifteen inches, three, three to five pounders. I got yeah, you. Yeah, right. We're, we're starting to. We're starting right, that's to your this. ring power yep. cat tip of the week, and uh, oh, also caught pompano. Pompano. Yeah, caught pompano this wow. week. So it's all starting to 
you know, it's it's getting, it's ready, getting to get, ready to get good. Yeah, I got, yeah, we, uh, we just got to get that water temperature to 71, 72. I know, Kirk, you had some good days on sheep's head this week. Kevin, you caught a couple sheep's head inshore. I, I, yeah. I, I, I'm telling uh, you guys. Fred caught a few inshore Trout bite week. yesterday was epic. Right. The, we got on a trout bite yesterday, I, and it I, was epic. I was fishing with – You predicted, uh, you guys predicted yeah, that yeah. that northeast was going to change things. Yeah. It did. Man. Well, yeah. you got everything lined up, like Kevin said. You had the yeah. moon change. Yep. We went from that big full moon. We're in a new mean, moon phase. The tides aren't really screaming and, and, bad. And we had a pattern. Yeah. A, we- a weather pattern. You know, just it, it was. Calm down. You calm down. And, and uh, I, I think I told you guys this before the show. I fished with Travis and Doug on Wednesday. And um, we, we we hit some spots offshore and, and really didn't didn't catch that much. And, and Scott Shank, had, he said, man, he said, on that low tide, you need to go back to the jetties. So the sheep's head bite's really good. And I I honestly. I we we started on one spot, and we caught one, mm-hmm. and didn't catch another one. And I'm I seriously I said I said guys let me let me pull up on this next rock and and we didn't move ten yards. I'm serious, we didn't move ten yards up, and it was it was seven eight feet deep, so we could vertical jig. Mm-hmm. You couldn't get a bait down. I've never seen a sheep's head bite like this. I never crushed them. It was uh, Jeff. Seriously, it was seven feet. You couldn't get it five feet down. Kevin, yeah, when they're thumping the baits, that's when it's fun. Yeah, so, uh, we, we we a couple years ago when we were fishing the El Chipo, mm-hmm. and remember you guys probably remember me talking about Skull Rock. Yes, mm-hmm. Skull Rock was five feet mm-hmm. on the high oh, yeah. tide, and then by the time it got low, it was like three. Right, and we were still spanking, still them. catching them. Never moved. Yeah, unbelievable. I mean, well, when Steve Mullen and and Mike Wren and I fished the El Chipo. We were sitting in nine feet of water. Yeah. And I mean, we were fishing right underneath the back of the boat. Yeah. And it was like you said, every drop, it hit the bottom, and you just feel that distinctive thump. Yeah. And, and you're just waiting for them to pick it. it up and start swimming with Oh, my it. gosh. And yeah. there wasn't, it, it, at the rocks, there wasn't very many big fish. You know, most of the, the, the big fish I caught in other places. Little bucks. Yeah. Yeah. But they were all, you know, 12 to 16 inches. But 15 inches eat, bro. Oh, hey, good. I mean, best eating fish is swimming in the river, look, man. I love catching There's something down. different about a meat, the meat from a 15 inch sheep's head, and then when you get to a bigger one. The big yeah. ones. Yeah, right, I, I agree. agree. Yep. It's just, I mean, they're just, there's hardly any red line, but the texture of it's a little bit more firm. I did uh, some of that baked fish with that, that baked fish recipe we put out. Mm. Yeah. Oh, it was so good this week. All right, let's take a break. We come back. Uh, got a. Share a turkey story. Yeah, I got a turkey story. One did went down, uh, go down this week, mm-hmm. and uh, and we'll share that and more right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Hey, springtime is uh, also about getting some honeydews and spring cleaning and all that kind of stuff, things done around the house. And if you're like Chris and not very talented around the house. Thanks. Everybody, hey Chris, that makes two of us. I'm going to throw myself in there, okay? Do, do you have a finger? <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, oh take your finger right. and dial up this number. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, you got it? Yeah, 510 simple. Yeah. That's 904-510-4020. Mm-hmm. So hey, I, Travis. Hey, Travis. So I, I, I called Travis um, Saturday after the show, and we were just yapping, and, and uh, <laughs> this you'll, you'll find this funny, Chris. So he's like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of slow the next, you know, week or so." And I'm like, "No, you're not. Uh-huh. <laughs> you only thought yeah, you, you were." Yeah, I said seriously. I, I'm like Travis, you know, because we're still redoing the little house uh-huh. at, at the property, and you know, Travis lives in Folkestone, so it's not like 
a, a crazy trip for him to go to Telford County. So I was sure. like, dude, I got you covered. You just let me know when you have a couple days off, um, and uh, we'll we'll hook you up. But if you need anything done, and, and uh, pressure washing, it does pressure washing now. Uh, it, so. Five one zero forty twenty. There you go. Uh, so so remember I told you I had these uh, two but gigantic boys meet me in Georgia, my son and his buddy, and both of them are right around that six five two eighty range. I cooked and I showed you guys the picture. I cooked about fifteen sixteen chicken wings. I had four or five ribs, uh, sections of ribs left over from because uh, Jerry Stalvey and Gerald. They're cooking at the fair, Clay County Fair. Oh, cool. And so we had went to the fair and had some leftovers from the fair. So I had leftover ribs, a pork chop, and some chicken. And so I threw some of that stuff on the grill just to heat up and then had some leftover ham from Easter. And so I put all that on the grill, and those guys crushed it. Cr- crushed it. One little piece of, of venison <laughs> sausage left. So the next morning, I'm full. I wake up, and Tara had made two zucchini breads for the – for the boys, you know, not me from not for one me, for each. Right. And so I grabbed me a piece of zucchini bread, and when I pulled onto the property on a Tuesday, first thing I did was just you know take a little quick drive. Didn't want to disturb anything, mm-hmm. and I went to one of my spots that I check, you know, and looked down outside of the truck, and I see strut marks, and I said, uh-huh. "See you in the morning." Nice. And uh, that morning, man, I heard uh, nothing super close, but then it, I thought I heard a hen pretty close, and so anyway, I ended up having. Two gobblers come in, and there was another two that were probably within seventy-five yards, and and I killed the one. The other one just stayed right right there with me. I thought the other two were going to come in and join the party as well, but I, I got some great pictures, some great video, and again, I use my decoy, the mm-hmm. B Mobile decoy, mm-hmm. and it's amazing how much attention that they put on the decoy and on, and they don't have attention anywhere else. Right. This turkey, the gobbler, and I should. Kirk, and I showed you the pictures. I mean, it's up on Facebook, too. The one picture that's up on Facebook, it's got the decoy and then the uh, the other gobbler, and then there's a dead gobbler in front. Mm-hmm. And he wouldn't leave for like an hour. I just sat there and, and Played took with video. Him. and I didn't call. I was afraid to call because there was three hens also in the field, and I figured that the gobblers that were off to my right, and I was going to shoot one of them if they came in, but I would let the, the natural – animals that were here in front of me let them do the calling mm-hmm. you know yeah. because, because i'm sure that the hens were doing little, because i could hear them purring and you know yeah i'm like all right i don't need to do anything i'm just gonna sit back and watch the show mm-hmm. but they never came in and and so it was an awesome hunt and i had a really good spot picked out for the next morning because i found another spot that had strut marks and uh but i had to help the boys get back to david's and get their truckload oh. up and all that kind of stuff you know i didn't mm-hmm. want them oversleeping mm-hmm. missing their covid test mm-hmm. and all that but it was a good turkey hunt and um i'm two for two yeah on the year good for you and man. That's looking nice. forward to the next one got one more yeah, i got one more in state of georgia yep, yep, yep. Tag out. Got three yep and then uh i need to try to find some time to go in florida yeah absolutely i i like you said i we went up saturday afternoon and roger had hunted on saturday morning and he just said, Kevin, he said, man, they, it was a real, really good morning. And, you know, I had hunted the weekend before prior to that, and it was, it was dead. I mean, so you could just it's, – it's getting better. Sunday morning is when I took Cannon, and um, we never the, – the birds flew down after, you know, 8 o'clock or so and wasn't much. Monday morning it was dead. I mean, just Roger hunted one end of the property, and I hunted the other end, and we just – we never heard a bird. 
So Tuesday morning was my last morning. It's my last morning for about two weeks because you and I get busy mm-hmm. this time of the year. So oh, I, yeah. I was I was talking to Carrie about it, and, and I said, you know, I said I'm just going to go right in the middle of the property. And I said, when I hear one gobble on the roost, I'm going straight to him. I mean, I'm 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 gonna get as close to him. Mm-hmm. I said, if I bust him off the roost, oh well, you didn't care. I don't care, you know. Yeah. So sure enough, went standing there, waiting, waiting, waiting. Hoot owls. I hear one gobble. And I know exactly where he is. He's on the power line, and I know exactly which tree I need to sit at. So I had to cross the creek, which had a lot of water in it, and eventually made it across there, got got settled in, and hit the hoot I'll call. And he gobbles, and he's 75 yards on the power line, on my side of the power line. I'm going, this, this is perfect. You know, it's, it, this, it could, it, this can't get any better. I mean, I'm, I'm right on top of him, and he can't, he can't see me. So anyway, long story short, uh, I hear, then, then it gets better because I hear a hen to my right, he's to my left, and she's being real quiet, but he's gobbling at her, and so I really don't have to do a whole lot. And he flew down, and I did, like I always do, he flew down on the other side of the power lines, and he was probably, you know, and, and he kind of flew away from me, and he just got on the ground and just started gobbling. I mean, just, you know, on and on and on and on, and me and him back and forth, back and forth, and about 15, 17 minutes later, um, I, I went, I reached down to get my slate call, my David Halloran slate call, right? Mm-hmm. And it, behind me, I hear, boop, and I went, God, dog, mm-hmm. it, you know, I didn't know that she had come in from behind me, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like, Dad, come in. And, and I had my diaphragm call in my mouth, so I just, you know, boop, you know, just started purring back at her. But dude, she started going, boop, 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 and, and he was just, he was losing his mind. Mm. I mean, I just, wow. And now he's coming. I mean, he's getting closer and closer, and she's just going crazy. And all of a sudden, she just goes, and flies in a tree right above me. And I'm going, oh, crap. Now I can't move. But it doesn't matter because she's up there. You know how they, I mean, I'm watching her. You know how they they just get on the limb, and they're going around, and they're, and he's, dude, I'm telling you, (laughs) he's losing it. And I'm just like, okay, well, I'm just going to sit here. Well, about 15 minutes of this, at least. Well, all of a sudden, I look up, and she goes, flies right to him. Mm-hmm. And I went, done. Done. Over. I said, that gummit. She lead, lead him away from you? So I, 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 I give it a few minutes, right? And, and you know, now, now, now get it. He has gobbled at everything for over an hour. I hit the call, nothing. <sighs> I'm like, oh, got to be kidding me. Hit the call. Nothing. I'm like, well, okay, so I'm contemplating my next move, you know, and but it's a beautiful morning, so I'm just sitting there, and all of a sudden that dude gobbled, and he was closer to me, and I'm like, whoa. I mean, this would shook me, you know. He's 50 yards on the other side of the power line, though. I mean, and, and I can't see him. I mean, I just, I can't, you know. And, and this went, make long story short, 6.45 to 9.30. Had that bird within fifty or sixty yards of me, and then and that never, never Nothing. did. And Jeff, I did everything that you that that, that you talked about. I walked back, you know, because he couldn't see me. Yeah. So I'd get up and walk. Scratch some leaves. I scratched leaves. Yeah. I went down the power line. You mm. know, I did. I, and and he, I'm telling you, did he, you he ever? Didn't leave, he didn't leave a five yard area after after it was all said and done mm-hmm. did you go in there to see where he was at and so why I, he stayed there i did 
And I did. I, I didn't see anything. Nothing special. Nothing. Nothing blocking. There. There. I've hunted this spot. I mean, sometimes so, they like a certain spot in the woods that might be a little bit open. It's, in it that is one a little spot. bit open on the other side. Yeah. And 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 seriously, here's the deal. If I had permission over the years, if I had permissions to hunt a five acre block on the other side of that power okay, line, so that's off limits. That it's off spot. limits. Ah, yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't. I can't go in. He's got to come to me. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, yeah. You know. I got you. So, but but if I had permission to hunt that five acre block, out who owns it? Yeah, I know exactly who owns and they're it. They're not willing. No, and and, and and they don't turkey hunt. You know, but, but they're like, no, you know, we don't want anybody in there. That's fine. That's okay. your problem. Yeah, that's yeah. their land. But but it's 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 uncanny that they. They roost on my side, and they fly down to the other side, and they just they they stay. You know what in you there. need to do? You need to give them a reason to fly down on your side next year. Well, we'll do some type of mowing, clearing, I, 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 food plots, something. I mowed before I left. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, and, and, give them a reason to yeah. go to you. Yeah, because I, I'm sure that if I can slide out there in the black dark and maybe put some decoys out, something I got to do something different, you know. But it was a great hunt. I don't, I don't. I didn't care. I mean, it was it was unbelievable. Yeah, give yep. give give a turkey an open area that's kind of mowed and yep. stays mowed on a regular basis, and mm-hmm. they that'll that'll change their prerogative a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Motivate them to to go to you or to be with you. Yeah. Should that's we talk, talk to Eric before? Yeah, before let's do we that take real quick. Yep. Good morning, Eric. How you doing, buddy? Pretty good, guys. This is not what I called about, but uh, it's amazing when I see those turkeys out. If, if I'm driving down US one or whatever. How those things get off the ground is a is an aeronautical mystery to me, or or uh, you know, uh, a scientific mystery as big as they are. But um, what I call about is is you guys are sort of uniquely positioned to answer these questions. We've had two sort of environmental disasters, if you will, in the state. Um, one might yet be a disaster. One has already been a disaster. And since you guys are outdoors all the time and make your living on the water, you're kind of uniquely positioned to answer these questions. First of all, what did you think of the um, do you think we should just end sulfur mining or whatever the mining is where we end up with all this byproduct that we have these piney point situations where we're pumping, dumping hundreds of millions of gallons into uh, Tampa Bay um, in this case? And the second one is this barge that's stuck off out there off the jetties, my understanding is it's full of ash that came from some sort of power plant or something somewhere, which eventually the, the worst part about this is it, it – the worst part would be if it busted loose um, and ended up on the sh- on Ponte Vedra Beach or on uh, Hannah Park Beach or Mayport. But let's say they get it out of there; it's headed up toward to to the shipyards and then on up to Georgia somewhere to be dumped. And I'm just wondering: are, I mean, what are we doing shipping in garbage from I don't know where to dump out in the middle of? Or rural areas out here. I don't know. I'd just like to get y'all's opinion about those two things. Thank you. Yeah, the uh, obviously the Piney Point, the issue with that, and some of the issues that they're having with with the breaches there is a major problem. Uh, there's no doubt. And uh, are we fans of the sulfur mining or whatever? Uh, like I'm all for having mining as long as it can be safe and it's not going to damage the environment. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think accountability is a word that sometimes doesn't get used often enough, and it's accountability when it comes to some of our public servants and also some of the uh, the accountability of the companies that are actually using the land to do certain things. So uh, I think if we start holding p- people accountable, then I think we won't have some of the issues that we're having. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Just a thought there. But uh, the barge issue, I mean, that's... They brought two cranes out this week to try to lift it up off the bottom. So it's still stuck where it is. Mm. And as, as far where as... Where is it, Kurt It Brando? is, Kevin, it is probably right at the Hannah Park line in Atlantic Beach. Okay. Dead east of that. More probably towards the Hannah Park area. So it's... it's and it's about... It's at the, if if you were looking at the tips of the jetties, mm-hmm. it's a, probably a half a mile east of the tip of the South Rocks. So that probably puts it two miles offshore. Okay. Or two miles off the beach. And, it's, and you're saying that it's on the bottom? Stuck on the bottom. Because it's only about 30, 35 feet deep there. Okay. And you're talking about, a, I mean, a humongous barge. Yep. And it's... Which it's, is at... And it, it, it is taken on water. It, it, absolutely. Huh. So... And it's carrying what... Um, um, I think it was John Evan Texas or shot us a, a text on Facebook. He said it was carrying fly ash. And then I don't know if that's accurate or not. I mean, I'm not involved in any of that stuff, but uh, they say that uh, fly ash can contain some things that are not good. So I, I don't know. I'm not a right. scientist. On I'm not that. a biologist. I know Dr. White has spoken out about it. And I, I think we're all kind of concerned. I mean, we'd really like to see that, you know, go fixed away. Yeah. and go away. Yeah. The last thing we want to see is an, and and see know, there, there's you, that begs another thing, just like what I was just talking about, accountability. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Who's accountable for the barge? Okay. So good question. I mean, so if if it's an issue, those that are dealing with it, where they should be held accountable to fix it. I know the Coast Guard is is on it, and I see them out there daily. Are they, are they pumping it? I don't. It well, the stuff is like the way I understand it. It's like it's like limestone. Oh, uh, Johnny King is a, a friend of mine and, oh. and works worked for Eco Labs for a long time, and Johnny knows a pretty good bit about it. He and uh, one of the guys he worked with for Eco Labs, they were telling me that it's it's a lot like lime rock. It's just in big big chunks, oh, right? Um, hmm. so that would be a most difficult thing to move. I think you'd have to have a, a crane to, to dig it out of the barge, Jeff. Yeah. Well, I mean, here, here's the thing. If, if whoever's responsible for it, take care of it, fix it. Yeah. Okay. And that, yeah. that doesn't, shouldn't be the, the, the government agencies should be the ones that are holding the people that are. And I think they are. Right. I think the Coast Guard, they're on them. <laughs> I mean, right, we got to take a break. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we could go on and on. And what we need to do, honestly we need to get Dr. Quentin White in here to talk about both mm-hmm. things. Yeah, that, that would be a great idea. I'll work on that and okay. see if maybe we can get them. In three weeks. In a couple weeks, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe get them via the phone next week okay, that's know, fine. to talk about, about some of these issues. But uh, we'll work on that. So hang tight. Shoes. Mm-hmm. Oh, shoes. Which uh, was that the long run album? Yeah, very good. Yeah. Well played, sir. I actually had that on A track. Nice. Oh, track. Yeah, oh my god. I actually still have the album. I have the vinyl. Oh, yeah, really? that, yeah, that was wow. that was the first record I ever bought in my life. One of the first ones I ever had too. Uh, yep. Was long run. A track. Great song. That's uh, I, I was uh, 
I've, bo- both kids, Dylan and Taylor, uh-huh. have kind of been raised in the, in the classic rock music. They mm-hmm. really haven't had a choice, but what? but they kind of have <laughs> latched on to it on their own. Nice. And so they both dig the old music. So next time you guys are around Look, Taylor, it, 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 anything, ask her. Anything's better than some of the crap. That's uh, under, don't. Oh, I my mean, gosh. Oh, my gosh. I got to put up with it in my house, but and I'll tell you what. I'm about ready when to you're choke around, both you, my kids. And Chris, you'll love this. When next time you're around Taylor, ask her who the, the greatest rock and roll bands ever are. Oh, and she better say Tesla. She does, she does not say Tesla. What? No. Come on. Raise that girl it's right. Not Tesla. But she loves the Eagles. Yeah, nice. I mean, he loves the Eagles. Easy to love the Eagles. Easy to love the Eagles. Who doesn't? Yeah. 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 You know? I don't care what kind of music you listen to. No. You not, know what I mean? Not at all. Yeah. So, um, have you guys ever fished yum baits for bass? I have. Have you? Yep. Really? I have. I have, yeah. A little yep. pa- what, plastic uh, jerk. Uh, what, what is it? Plastic I'm, jerk bait. I'm just telling oh. you, they're soft plastic scent impregnated baits yep. that work. I mean, they work. Did you catch any big bass this week? We had uh, uh, Jack, which is Dylan's buddy, had one that was like nine ten. Caught it? Oh yeah, big big fish. <laughs> um, Dylan had the leader and was uh, lipping it, and then he didn't end up having a grip on it. But right. I mean, he he caught the fish. Yeah, right, right. You Not, know, touched the leader. And, and Mr. Emmett's pond, or you? That was at Mr. Emmett's. Okay. Then uh, we had another four pounder. And Mr. Emmett's pond that one, and then had one around four in our pond, and then we had one uh, that uh, that was caught last year in my pond. That the guy that caught it swears up and down it was every bit of ten in your pond. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, been trying to actively take out the buck you- bass. I was just I, that was my question. You got a lot of buck bass. Trying to take them out. Yeah, yeah. Worked really hard on it last year. Yeah. Continuing to work on it this year. Got to keep going. Yeah, know, yeah. I need, I need to get some rid of mine because I know uh, Colton Cannon caught like thirty five. Yeah, you know. Where, where 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 did you fish the young baits at, Kirk? Um, I've used them at the rocks to catch weak fish. Really? I'll bet. Yep. Um, I like I've liked the white ones for years. And I'll use the white ones with the with the gray backs, the mm-hmm. little paddle tails, like little jer- oh paddle tails, okay, little paddle tails, and they thump the crap out of them. Yeah, the uh, um, it was kind of kind of cool. Taylor got a letter from the Bassmasters Association. You know the BASS, the Bass yeah. Angler Sportsman Society. Yeah. yeah, wink, wink. Mm-hmm. Um. One of the head executives of BASS, and I think his name is Gordon Groon, sent her this letter that uh, said, seriously, oh, he's <laughs> she's like not listening. He's so, the executive president. So I, right. so I, can, I can tell this. She gets this yeah. She gets this manila envelope mm-hmm. in the mail, and it's got a written note, and it says, Dear Taylor, I hear you're uh, a budding young bass fisherman, fisherwoman. Mm-hmm. And uh, just wanted to encourage you to keep fishing hard, keep working hard. Hope to see you on the BASS tour soon. Signed, Joe, whoever, president, uh, BASS Association. Mm-hmm. So she got this. And she's like, oh, my God, Dad, I got I got a letter from BASS. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, yeah. 
and in it it had the yum baits and, and nice. had a couple packs of baits and it said do not let your brother or your dad use these baits these are special baits that are just for you nice <laughs> so too funny so i i borrowed a yum bait oh you did I you did. stole them and i mean just i mean crazy they bite it and they hold on i mean it's so folks if you want to find a really good bass bait for just fishing the ponds or whatever those those young baits work. Mm. I mean, and I they really work. Strike zone. Pretty sure. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 yeah so. All right. Cool stuff. All right. I know anyway. Take a break. Or yeah, let's take a break. Let's, talk, let's take a break, and then we'll talk to Jimmy Knight when we come back. And uh, do weather and the tides. And uh, and a Kirby Co. too. And we got to do, yep, we oh, got to do yeah. a, a Kirby Co. Builders cooking tip of the week. Who, who's got that today, by the way? I don't know. One me. We'll find out. Yeah. Right well, here on the Nimic Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show, and it's time now for a Kirby Co. Builders Cooking Tip of the Week. And uh, by the way, Fisherman's Dock, they actually have uh, sea bass that they have on sale now. Really? And the reason we're using this as a Kirby Co. Builders Cooking Tip of the Week is not because of that, but that's certainly helpful for this recipe. But this week, me and Tara had, a, or this past weekend, we had a night where we didn't have any kids, and we're like, let's go grab a bite to eat. We go to Ruth Chris. Well, that's pretty very nice. But I had, we had had um, some marinated flank steak the night before, so I wasn't in the mood for steak. I said, I'm not getting a steak. I'm getting something different. Mm. So I got the Chilean sea bass mm. that was oh, there. Oh, yeah. Kirk, Chilean sea bass with a coconut sweetened garlic butter. That uh, looks gorgeous. Oh, my. Yeah, it does. Oh, my God. Goodness, it mm. was so good. So this week, Kirby Co. Builders cooking tip of the week. If you want to do a really good fish, I think the Chilean sea bass is by far one of the best fish that you can eat, or any kind of sea bass, yeah. for that yeah, matter, is, is one of the best fish that you can eat. And we found this recipe, and it's from uh, Lodge Cast Iron, which, look, we're big fans of cooking on cast iron. And it's a great recipe that you can do at home. And uh, but I will tell you, add a little bit of that coconut. Uh, uh, it's almost like a sugar, coconut sugar. Mm-hmm. Add a little bit of that to your butter, just to give it a little touch of sweet, and it'll make all the difference in your recipe. Mm. Jeff and his sweet. Oh man, it's so <laughs> it's sweet. It's so good. Now I, it's, it looks like it's what squash and carrots and peas. Yeah, that uh, is is that squash, yellow squash, or yeah, is that, is that well, turnips? The one that we had or that I had at Ruth Chris, it was a um, like a pineapple okay. and sweet potato uh, kind of mix. What, well, that's what it is then. Okay, I thought it was carrots, but it's pineapple and sweet potato. Yeah, so up. great recipe. That's a cool way to do that. I Great like that. recipe. Mm. And so that's your Kirby Cool Builders cooking tip of the week. Proven provider of framing drywall and tear next year, finishing on both commercial and residential products. So check out uh, the recipe. And, and, and again, it's from the lodgecastiron.com or lodgecastiron.com. All right, let's get Jimmy Knight in real quick before we do a weather and tides. Good morning, Jimmy. Good morning, fellas. How are you, where are you at? I'm uh, coming back from Georgia, heading home right now. All right. Uh-oh, did you kill one? No, no, uh, I just business trip this one. But, oh. uh, yeah, opening weekend, it's funny, Florida, Georgia, and Alabama season opened all on the same day. Mm-hmm. So, ended up in Alabama on opening weekend. And, uh, first, but they're heading up, you know, how it was early in the season. 
and uh, didn't get anything there, but had a good hunt, good four days. And uh, they can head in North Carolina next weekend. Their season opened today. So oh, really? Huh. I'll be up there next weekend. Give that a shot. But uh, like Georgia birds, it's just scares. Yeah. Georgia birds been acting weird. They hot one day and cold the next. Yeah, that's the truth too. It is. It really is. Well, we just don't have the number of birds that we used to have. It's weird. It's not like we've overhunted them and done predator control, but uh, I, 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 I can tell you for a fact, Jimmy, we don't have, on our piece, we don't have near the birds, near the birds that we nah. used to, but nah. um, our terrain has changed. You know, we used yeah. to be big pine trees, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and, 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 you know, 400 acres of that was clear cut, um, which when yeah. it was clear cut, we had turkeys. We had a ton of turkeys. But now that the yeah. trees are all eight, ten foot high, and it's thick in there, you know that mm-hmm. that whole piece. You know, the the only piece that they they feel like roosting and roaming around is on the power lines, and we just don't have that many birds. No, yeah, they have the same thing over in Alabama. The same thing is the number of birds are down, and this year we drove over instead of flying over, and you just didn't see the birds out in the fields and stuff like that that you used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you used to feel birds everywhere. I agree. I don't know. I don't uh, know. Yeah, hard to explain. Yep. Anyhow. All right, buddy. Right, well, good in, luck. Let y'all know I've been Simple. listening. As long as I got a phone, I can hear you. Thanks, Call, Jimmy. call us right, from Jimmy. Uh, North Carolina. Yeah. Hey, I will. Y'all have a good one. Be safe. Yeah, yeah, good luck to you, brother. All right. Let's do a uh, weather forecast brought to you by the Bearded Pig, the best barbecue in Jacksonville. Now two locations for your convenience. One on Kings Avenue right there in San Marco area. Just uh, one block off of San Marco Boulevard and uh, Hendricks Boulevard. And then also the new location at the beach. Can't miss it. Yep. Outstanding food. Real co- Where is it at the beach, Kurt? Just south of 16th Avenue South. Okay. All right. Right there on A1A. Yep. Can't miss it. And uh, they do have outdoor seating there. So here's the weather forecast. It's going to be getting really good. Today, south winds 10 to 15, increasing to 20 knots in the afternoon. Seas 4 to 6. Tomorrow, southwest 10 to 15. Three to four. It's getting better now after Monday. Northwest on Monday, five to ten, becoming northeast in the afternoon, but it's going to be short lived because Tuesday, southwest winds five to ten knots, Oof. becoming south in the afternoon, seas one to two. Wednesday, south winds five to ten knots, one to two. Um, I believe Tuesday, Wednesday, I better be in a boat. Yeah, it's, it's, that's the way it's looking. Huh. Uh-oh. Might have to do that. Yeah. All right. Uh, and a Tide's report brought to you by Angie Subs. Uh, thank you very much, Angie's, for providing us with chicken salad subs, the long boards on the onion rolls this morning with the proving sauce. Outstanding. Mm, fantastic breakfast. Thank you, Miss Carrie, for the lemon zucchini bread. Ugh. Great combination. Went very well together. Tide's for today at Mayport. It is a 2.22 p.m. low tide. That's a .03 and that's a negative. And then uh, tomorrow at 9.15 a.m. is your high tide. That's a 4.62. 2.58 p.m. tomorrow is your low tide. That's a negative .04. All right, I have a title question for you, Kirk. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you and I fish um, a lot on the, the near shore stuff. When I say near shore, two to five miles. Yep. Do you feel like tide makes any difference? At Mayport, it it can depending on wind direction because there's a lot of spill coming out of the river with all the dredging. Okay, and if that dirty water moves in over it, it'll slow them down. But with that being said, 
if it's if it's pretty water because I haven't found if, any difference in tides. If it's pretty water, it doesn't make any difference. Okay, okay, okay. at all. Uh, yeah. At least to yep. me, it has. No, no. I mean, you know, because I'm fishing anywhere from 25 to. Say, yeah, see, that's 60, kind of odd because I mean, when I've been offshore before, where when the tide stops moving, the fish stop biting. Well, I don't. There's 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 not much current in that. 30, you know, let's take, this week, okay, you have a west wind at five. Yeah. There's nothing to create current. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. T- t- tidal flow is, you're not going to have much tidal flow. Obviously, the water goes up and down, but you're not, you don't have much current. You know, yeah. Dr. Quentin White's always saying, look, there's a difference between tides and current. Right. You know, and, and so I was just curious because, you know, there's something that I've, I've really started doing, and I haven't seen any. It doesn't make any difference. Yeah. I mean, yesterday, I did, I, we fished. Five miles off the beach, it didn't make any difference. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Just Good a, question, though. Yeah. 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 You know, because it, 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 it hadn't made any difference this week either. Because, you know, obviously when you're fishing inshore, it means everything. 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 Well, even diving all the years I dove offshore, inside of like 15 miles, usually there's not very much current. Yeah, exactly. Ever. Yeah. Gotcha. Logs as usual, the Nimnik Outdoor Show is brought to you by some fine sponsors. Steen Hatchie River Club, Angie mm-hmm. Sub, Strike Zone, Fishing, and Tire Outlet. We'll see you there in two weeks. Yep. Kirby Co. Builders, Inc., Whalen Bay Marine, CNH Marine Construction, Atlantic Coast Marine, Consignment Boat Sales, LV Hires, Inc., Hagen Coastal Outfitters, Claw Nolan Cadillac, Thick Pen Heating Cooling, Coastal Equipment on New Kings Road, Handyman Travis, Stackham Storage, Ring Power to Cat Rental Store, The Bearded Pig, and of course, the Nimnick family of dealerships, Buick and GMC on Phillips and Chevrolet on Cassett. And next week, we will see you live at the boat show. Absolutely. And folks, don't forget uh, the Moe's in St. Augustine. It's the only Moe's Southwest Grill that serves breakfast. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the boat show. Kirk, uh, just like we talked, I want to see what kind of inventory we got. Yeah, I want to see what it is. <laughs> Kirk, uh, enjoy your trip next weekend. Yeah, thank and you. You're going to call the ACC championship game. Yeah. You'll, you'll be calling in. Go yeah. Bulls. Yeah, 10-4. Folks, Go as Bulls. usual, anything you do in the outdoors, always think safety first. Y'all have a great weekend. See you. See you. See you.